Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen. My pronouns are Fay Fair, and joining me is... I'm Ben Enns. My pronouns are she, they. Today, we're starting the main portion of Kagetsu Toya, Twilight Glass... M- I said glass moon, because it's... Because it's yeah. blue-blue glass moon, yeah. normally, and it's not... Um, okay, try that again. Mm-hmm. Twilight Grass Moon Fairy <laughs> Tale... <laughs> It's hard. Princess. Fairy tale Twilight Princess. Oh my fairy god. Fairy tale princess. Um It probably woo. sounds a little smoother in uh Japanese, but honestly Twilight Grass Moon is a good name. Yeah. Who knows what it means, but it sounds good. Uh we're we may I I wrote we may or may not get through all of it. Uh we're probably not going to get through all of it this episode. I took more notes than I did for the whole arc we'd route for this for just what is Twilight Grass Moon? Uh, Let's start there. If you didn't play along with us, you're going to find out. It's uh, winding and twisting, and there's a lot going on. They played but, Breath of the Wild, and it's an open world game. Yeah. Well, there's a lot going on, except there's also, like, Not surprisingly little. Um, Which is going to make it very difficult to talk about. There's, a, It's a... It's, a game where you have a lot of choices and can see a lot of scenes in any order, but it's a like we predicted. It's more of a comedy game. Yeah. It's a lot more lighthearted. There is some good stuff in it, but a lot of it is just like jokes, 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 jokes to mix. Not uh, even necessarily good jokes. Yeah, to mixed re- reception with me and Fen. Um, so Twilight Grass Moon is the main plot of the game. It's like this big arching story. It is. It is open world in the sense both that you can kind of go anywhere. Uh-huh. Um, there are there's one there's one scene that ends with eight options that uh-huh. I got to and was like, no, you can't make me do this. Um, and one of the, one of those options is just more options. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is very funny. Playing the main game unlocks side stories. That yes. are in a different menu. They're called the Ten Nights of Dream. There's ten mm-hmm. short stories. And then there's some other stuff we haven't unlocked yet that I presume is locked behind those short stories. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Because the guide certainly didn't tell me how to unlock them. Uh-huh. It said that they're there. It didn't tell me how to unlock them. So I think we're... We're yeah. starting this with Twilight Grass is, Moon. Yeah. We're going to mention where short stories unlock, probably. But oh, we're, yeah. probably, we're not going to cover them until next episode. Hopefully... Yeah. Like I said, I took a lot of notes for this, but I don't know how much of it's substantial enough to really go over in detail. This is going to be two or three episodes. For the uh, whole game. Yeah, for the whole game. That's our hope. I think you could probably finish it in like 10 hours. Yeah, it's it's meatier than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah. It's uh, way meatier than I thought it was going to be. I ended up playing it twice, which was dumb. Which is shouldn't the wrong that. way to do it. Before, I wanted... ben, before we get into this more... Um, you want me to do content warnings? If if you have questions, comments, suggestions, anything else, you can reach us at cryingrulesactually at gmail.com or at cryingrules on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Or join the Abnormal Mapping Discord. And then, yeah, there. we should do content warnings. Okay, so Kagetsu Toya, ha- is, we're going to have content warnings for discussions of the following. Gore, violence, involuntary drugging, sex scenes with underage characters, Especially one character who's presented as being extremely young, like sub-12. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a rough one, folks. Uh-huh. Incest, misogyny, and death. 
Okay. We were we've cut a couple since the, uh-huh. the classic set for Tsukihime. But somehow it's worse than ever, fam. <laughs> somehow. <sighs> It has been a month since we recorded one of these, uh-huh. which it feels like it's been way longer. Yeah, I think usually, Fen, we we come in, we do the, the first line, then we talk about Yuri, then we start talking about the thing and the content warnings and all that. So I think we've already do messed we? up. I don't, I think I read the entire, this entire script that I, and then we dive into. I feel like we should swap that because it's a little jarring to go from. Here are content warnings. Content warnings. Anyway, let's talk about Yuri for a little while. Yuri Tea Time is a new segment for us. So we're still integrating it into the podcast. Us talking about things before the podcast is not at all a new segment. No, no, no. I just usually am like, okay, Toho time. Toho time. Uh, I have a moon archive. I have been recovering from surgery, which is not let me actually have that much fun and like play or read much uh-huh. my brain has been at like 50 percent capacity um for it's been a month mm-hmm. so um you're getting back for a good portion of that i was for a good portion of that i was sleeping uh on and off like you know mm-hmm. uh just kind of not all here and then yeah even even until like very recently brain just not functioning super well so i have not despite a month off also happy new year happy new year we already released an episode this year but this is the first one we're recording this year Mm -hmm. since the last episode i may or may not have had covid for the last couple days Uh (laughs) uh-huh which is wait oh no what we have a week to edit this, right? Yeah. Okay. We've got to be out on Thursday, fam. Yeah. So not that much time. Oh, less than a week. Um. So yeah, but I'm doing okay though. Did read slash watch a couple of things. Uh huh. We just skip right over my COVID and <laughs> going straight back Sorry. to Yuri. I see. You can monologue about your surgery, but I can't talk about my deadly illness. Do you want to say more, Ben? No, I'm good. <laughs> ben, tell me about Yuri. Okay uh i have two things i feel like i've read more you want to do back and forth one one or do you want to do you go first though um i honestly can't even remember what i've read because again i was in a kind of a fugue state for a good portion of it (laughs) uh Uh, straight girl trap is pretty good Uh uh-huh this is it's technically yuri because it's not japanese but yeah it's sure it's in the yuri genre the broader yuri verse yes um i believe it's chinese yeah um the names are chinese yeah uh it's the the pitch is basically uh do you want to follow a lesbian as she falls in love with a straight girl and realizes that it's never going to work out because the her crush is straight Uh uh-huh um and (laughs) listen and it still holds out hope that maybe impossibly she'll turn gay for her Uh uh-huh um it's a real fantasy <laughs> it's comic. there is there is a disclaimer at the top of one of the panels that is like this is a fantasy <laughs> straight girls are not gonna fall in love with you uh-huh. uh which is very funny uh-huh. uh yeah it's I'm it's really extremely cute. funny like i think that's what i come to it for uh-huh. is the romance is like 
fine. They're characters, great characters, just like consistently incredibly funny writing. Uh huh. There's so much tent like dumb comedy you can get out of like a, a person like a girl acting really intimately with another girl who gets really flustered and then the uh, the first girl reveals that like she was doing something completely innocent uh-huh. the whole time <laughs> uh it's an interesting like i did not realize how much i'd internalized about like japanese honorifics and nicknames uh-huh. and stuff until reading this uh and there's a there are several sections where it's like oh like you can call me by this name and i'm like he, none of your name appears in that work in the chinese language yeah it's, it's very just like a very different thing and like the plot is there's this girl she works at an office her like tough as nails butch boss uh a it starts treating her really like specially. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And she doesn't know why, and she's convinced that the, the she has a crush on her. But actually, the boss just recently adopted a cat and knows she has a cat and is trying to lure her in to help her with cat things. Yeah, uh, there's an incredible veterinarian who gets introduced, who's a <laughs> reoccurring character wearing a dog collar. Yeah, <laughs> um, who will give you advice about relationships but only if you buy pet supplies from her only if you buy expensive like gourmet pet food from her <laughs> it's yeah just a a great characters uh-huh. consistently funny writing that's uh-huh. my the main girl has like a straight best friend who's her age at the office who's constantly like don't trust her you can't trust a straight girl and she's like you're straight and she's like what did i say <laughs> Who's the author of Straight Girl Trap? Oh God, it's a it's a webtoon style thing. So it's a it's a like circle, but I don't remember. It's on something called Billy Billy Comics. I, if I'm reading this correctly, it's by Lily Club, forty two degrees Celsius latte and ice free herbal jelly. <laughs> so, Whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah good one check it out yeah I, me and fan both caught up on it yeah my turn i also started this one liar satsuki can see death yeah by uh ryoko uh-huh. um yeah this is a fascinating one it's 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 another one i would call it uh yuri vibes not uh-huh. necessarily about romance at the moment yeah it's about uh this girl who has mystic eyes <laughs> <laughs> of death perception but a different kind of mystic eyes of death perception in that mystic eyes of dead body perception mystic eyes of future death yeah basically she when someone near her is going to die when someone is going to die somewhere that she is around yes in the next day she can see she sees their corpse at the moment of their death Mm -hmm. like as like a, a a ghostly like glowing like foggy figure which is really convenient Uh uh-huh because it means that the watch doesn't like if they're wearing a watch Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be broken for her to tell what time time it is yeah because it is just like oh it is exactly at at their time of death here's what the body looks like so this girl is has no sense of social norms whatsoever She's incredible. Uh, and a very strong sense of morals. Uh-huh. She's an autistic icon. Mm-hmm. And 
she is driven to save whoever she sees the death of. Although it makes everyone around her think that she's like some kind of delinquent liar. Uh huh. Because she'll come up to you and be like, hey, you're going to be beheaded tomorrow. Here, use this to protect your neck. I got you. I stole some things for you to protect your neck with. Yeah. The, the, like, very first chapter uh-huh. is, um, yeah. She just walks up to a girl and is like, here are two fire extinguishers. Please hold these around your neck for the rest of the day yeah, so you don't yeah. get beheaded. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. She, has no sense of self-preservation. She'll, like, throw herself off of buildings and into danger in order to save other people. She's a shonen protagonist. Yeah, uh-huh. Which is, I think, yeah, it looks like a shonen, or specifically something serialized in Shonen Jump. Uh-huh. Like, the art style it's is It's not very... as shoujo-y as a lot of um, uh, yeah. Yuri art styles are. Yeah. Because it's, ulti- it's definitely about girls, who are uh, violent and jokerfied? Uh huh. Incredible. Uh, but it's also kind of a mystery, right? Uh-huh. It's about her piecing together from a dead body what is going to happen and how to save that person. And then she tends to make friends with the people who she either saves or stops from killing someone. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really picks up once she meets this girl who uh, is planning on killing someone and stops her from doing it. And then that girl just becomes her, like, uh, best friend, delinquent guardian angel from then on. Incredible. It's really good. Uh, if you I go, need to read more of it. Yeah, if you want a, a manga where a girl with really intense eyes buys a box cutter from the school store and says, Oh no, this is for use on a person. <laughs> then this is the manga for you. It's, pr- it's yeah. Great vibes. Really mm-hmm. intense eyes on a lot of those girls. They're having a normal one. <laughs> <laughs> Love to have a normal one. Uh-huh. All right, you we have talked about Iwami Kyoko's work here before. She also wrote, um, what is it? My Girlfriend's Not Here Today. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And Huge what's, fan. What's the other one? Luminous Blue. Luminous Blue. Both very good. Uh-huh. Uh, but we've talked about those already. We didn't talk about Transparent Light Blue, which is short. I think it's a single volume. Three chapters. Three long chapters. But, um... Which is... Really, I I bring this up. have to say just that... Iwami Kyoko knows how to write girls uh, who are just awful. Uh-huh. Just the worst people in the world. Uh-huh. And I love it. My only issue is that none of what she does goes on for super long. Yeah. Which is like, I get that it's hard to keep a story going for too long, but uh, mm-hmm. also I love I love the vibes and just like, they're so good and it's such a bummer to like get to the uh-huh. end of something. Anyway, Transparent Light Blue is about um, a love triangle, effectively. Uh, two girls and a boy are childhood friends. One of the girls and the boy got together mm-hmm. uh, a while ago, and the remaining girl has a huge crush on the the girl who's with uh, the boy, mm. and uh, things happen. Um, it's Yuri. We're talking about it here, so like, surprise, oh. surprise. <laughs> um, we won't only discuss Yuri ever. No. But we will often discuss Yuri. Such is my... You desire for I read shit and other stuff sometimes. I read other stuff. You have other stuff. 
Sorry, I'm just dunking on you. Wow. I love you. I love you too. You're so mean. Yes, I am. Um. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Trans- transparent light blue. She likes blue. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what to say anymore after. <laughs> completely derailed you? Yeah. So it's just people. Oh, right. Okay. Here's the thing is. If you like girls being angsty mm-hmm. and also boys walking in on their girlfriend getting kissed by someone else uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one iwami kyoko in general is for you but also mm-hmm. specifically transparent light blue is very good excellent excellent what else oh i started reading the light novels for other side picnic finally mm-hmm. yeah i'm still in where what the anime has touched mm-hmm. but i can say it works a lot better as prose let me tell you Maybe with a much, like, with a better budget and stuff, and more time, the anime could have gotten, like, to a really visually interesting style. Yeah. But, or maybe with a different art director team or something like that. But it's so easy to make things sound really unsettling. Yeah. (laughs) In prose, in a way that it's not easy in... Like, I'm having this problem, because I've I've been reading uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. I'm not really enjoying it as much as I hoped I would, mm-hmm. even though I do like shonen sometimes. But like, in anime and in manga, like, ooh, gross! That's an ugly, wrinkly, human-shaped thing with like a big, horrible mouth and like eyes in the wrong place and stuff. It's so played out at this point that it's not really scary in the slightest, mm-hmm. right? And so much of um, the way that horror is and other side picnic is like that kind of vibe right like things that look almost human but aren't and you you can communicate it in a way that's much scarier and real feeling in prose whereas if you try and draw it out or animate it it kind of falls into the same line as like shonen monsters that are just gross and you're like Mm -hmm. okay yeah whatever i'm not really that scared of this thing yeah Uh uh-huh uh also we've talked about other side picnic a few times other things that are great about the light novel version is that Soro, the uh, main character, you get her internal monologue uh, where she's kind of a shithead. <laughs> kind of like a petty, jealous shithead, and it's really fun. <laughs> Here on Fate Moon Archive, uh-huh. we stand we awful girls, uh-huh. useless girls, uh-huh. petty, book, petty, jealous, uh, jealous, done yeah. some murders. Just terrible girls. Drugged their friends and family. Uh-huh. We, yeah, we love those kinds of girls. Love them. Um, but yeah, ha- having the internal monologue of Soro is really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prose is good sometimes. Yeah. Turns out. And we have been making our way through Blue Reflection Ray. Oh, this is a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you... We've discussed Blue Reflection, too. If you have played either blue reflection one or two um and enjoyed it and or just like media about girls that takes like feelings really uh Mm -hmm. seriously um blue reflection one like that that's just the entire premise of blue reflection uh uh, throughout all three things as far as i know yeah i haven't played two yet 
Oh, we're, we're going to do that as soon as we finish Ray. As soon as we finish, yeah, the anime. Uh, Blue Reflection Ray, the first the first half is fine. It's pretty good. It's, got it's pretty good. It's got uh, uh, the best character in anime ever, Uta. Some incredible characters. Just like, I like most of the cast, I think. Uh-huh. Uta is incredible. Uh, if you don't know what her deal is, I think please. we mentioned it before. Let's Maybe. just say that in in the show, her like line equivalent screen name is Masochist Uta. <laughs> yep. Uh, Uta's incredible. I think most of the characters I really enjoy. Uh huh. Um, pie time. Hopefully, Fen's making a pie. Making a pot pie. A pumpkin pie. A pot pie. A chicken pot pie. Chicken pumpkin pie, Fen. Ugh. Sounds weird. Ugh. You gonna go check on your pie? After I finish this thought. Unless you're just gonna go, go. insult me over and over again until I uh, can't help but just... How do you get your little paws into the oven mitts, Fen? <laughs> okay. Uh, first core, pretty good. Ended with a weird fight scene that was like 90% two episodes, monologue. 90% monologuing at each other. Not like... <laughs> Not like distinct or interesting monologue either. Basically the same two conversations back and forth between like three sword clashes. Yeah. I I enjoyed that, uh-huh. but it wasn't like I wouldn't call it good. Uh-huh. Uh but the second the second season or not second season, second half mm-hmm. of the one season that exists, uh introduced two new characters and also just some incredible drama for all like for the 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 finale of the first core introduced an incredible like some incredible drama one character switched sides uh-huh. uh just some like great new stuff and then the second core introduces two new characters who are incredible just like perfect characters the thing about blue reflection is that a lot of times it reads like one of those like yuri bait kind of things where it's like this is a show about girls being friends and like there's going to be enough Yuri vibes to draw you in, but it's never going to be really explicit about it. Uh-huh. And then what Blue Reflection does is up the stakes very suddenly by like as explicitly as possible and sometimes very like explicitly explicitly saying like, no, this one's actually a lesbian. There's really a lesbian here. So anything could happen. Yeah. I think the first uh-huh. game, the first game has a character who who's like, no, I'm like romantically attracted to yes. you. Uh-huh. I'm not like I'm not this isn't like, oh, I just like want to be friends. Ha <laughs> It's like, no, I wanna sleep with you. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh and Blue Reflection Ray, I think has gotten close to that, but not quite as close, right? Well, it's but I think the, like, like unspoken, oh yeah, those two are definitely I think there are yeah, there are two characters who I don't think it is possible to in good faith not read at least one of them as a lesbian. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um and it does I think the specific ways that it does it are incredible. Uh-huh. Uh because it, it yeah, she never comes out and says like, "Oh yes, I like girls." Uh-huh. Uh it's it's stuff like, "Oh, her crush saying, um, I don't want to date anyone." And just camera shows her face and it is like the most heartbroken you've ever uh-huh. seen. Uh-huh. And then uh a shot a f- like a, a little later is just like 
her kind of reaching out to grab uh, her crush's hand and then just like pulling back. Like folding her fingers up before she gets there and then just like pulling her like clenched fist back. Like, oh, everything. Like, I, I want to hold your hand because we're like, we're childhood friends and that's like what we do. But I can't because I, I have these feelings and it would I would feel bad to like. And you told me that you didn't want to date anyone, uh-huh. so I don't have a chance. And... That girl later being, li- the other girl later being like, if only I could have returned her feelings. Yeah, it's, it, it's sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a real rough edges kind of show. It looks oh, terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I really like how it looks. Uh, I appreciate how it looks, but it doesn't look good. I think there's... Ben and I watch a decent amount of anime together. I uh, started watching Gundam recently, which is not Yuri. Gundam. <laughs> uh, I love Char. He's great. Uh-huh. Just the worst. He sucks. Uh-huh. But I love a love a villain who's just awful. Uh, I'm a shitty guy. But I think there's. Hmm. How do I want to put this? Like Blue Reflection doesn't look like. A lot of what I'm gonna call uh like standard. Mm-hmm. That's not quite the right word, but like there is a there is a look that I that I conjure in my mind when I say anime. Yeah. Uh and Blue Fraction does not look like it's that. It's a lot like floatier and dreamier. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Which yeah. is good, but also it's like rough around the edges. Yeah. A lot I of think time. I think what I enjoy a lot is how rough it is around yeah, the edges. Yeah. Um yeah. something, something like like if you also, this is not Yuri, but if you uh, if you haven't seen Heike Monogatari, please, please watch that. Great show, though. Very incredible. Cool. Just like gorgeously animated. Look anything like Blue Reflection. No, but it it falls into the same like, oh, this is a very different art style uh-huh. than like this season Ben and I are watching Q, which is like. I don't know that it's going to be good. We might fall off it. That's the uh, slice voice of actress. life voice actresses. Yeah. Uh, there's they introduced way too many characters, and they uh, I do like the evil one who introduced herself at her new job by saying she came from hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's great. But like that's like that's like the first week of a gotcha game where they introduce like thirty new characters and are like you got you're probably going to like one of them, right? Please, we play. Yeah, it definitely feels like, oh, there's an ensemble and like each of these characters has one or two personality traits uh-huh. and they're going to get an episode that like focuses on them a little bit and mm-hmm. you'll see that that's, um, but that that is like, oh, if I said anime, that is, that looks like anime. anime. It's anime as anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I would say the same thing about Princess Connect, which I also started watching. Um, Don't you have a pie to check on? Yeah. It's not gonna burn. Okay, I'm just making sure. Uh, I wanted to finish the. Sorry. I'm I'm just making sure your pie isn't burning. <laughs> yeah. Continue. I Princess Connect. Um, Princess Connect has some incredible faces. Uh huh. Just like I don't. Princess Connect somehow has a uh like self insert dude character who doesn't suck. Huh. Mostly because he's kind of just there. He. He occasionally takes actions. <laughs> uh, a Kakegurui, um protagonist. Yeah, kind of. I think he is he is the butt of more humor because mm-hmm. he completely lost his mind. So like 
the first time someone hands him a coin, he just stands there chomping on it as the uh, as his guardian, uh, girl who's like helping him out, um, because he's blessed by the goddess or something. I don't know. Anyway, he he's just chomping on it as his guardian is just standing there, like shocked that he would even do such a thing. Try and eat a gold coin. Um, and she's like, no. No, no, that's not what you do with money. And he just, he's like, oh, money, important. <laughs> uh, a lot of like two or three word sentences out of this boy. Uh-huh. Uh, or just like th- silent thumbs ups. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think it, he works because he's, he's not, he's not horny for anyone uh-huh. there there's an extended bit in the first episode where he keeps getting dragged away by a pair of wolves and it's <laughs> <laughs> does he not know how to fight at that point yeah he doesn't really know he, he doesn't even seem to particularly care <laughs> he's in dragon's dogma all of a sudden the thing is is like he doesn't even seem to care that he's being dragged away. He's just kind of like, eh, okay. That's very fun. I guess today I'm being dragged away by wolves. This is fine. <laughs> um, and both of those are like very much like, oh yeah, that's anime as anime. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would also say that to some extent, uh, what's the slow loop, which we're also watching this season. Yeah, that's like your camp but fishing instead yeah. of camping. It's cute. Um, it's very, very much your Yuru camp but fishing. It's very funny how much Yuru camp it is as the main character has a blue color scheme and is kind of a loner and uh, a super sociable girl who's new to the to fishing shows up and has a pink color scheme mm-hmm. and is very like bright and, and happy. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that is being a little reductive. Yeah. I think that there is more going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uncomfortable, Yuri, there's a scene in the first episode uh, where uh, the main character is like, oh, I'm embarrassed because I'm like almost kissing this new girl. And then it's like later in the episode, we find out that they're now step siblings. <laughs> which Classic is Yuri. My least favorite. I hate it. Every time... You don't know, please. I hated it in Skihime. Uh-huh. I hate it when it's straight. I hate it when it's gay. Just please. You don't need to. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of those kind of have a look that is like not interchangeable. There's obviously like, you know, art styles have have impact uh, or there is there is room to uh, like make it have a difference in that style but like if i said adult animation similarly there's like a lot of very similar looking shows Uh uh-huh um and and so i think i enjoy a lot stuff that breaks out of that mold Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like uh heike monogatari heike blue reflection um um, i think uh super cub for that super cub (laughs) super cub and um Akibi's sailor suit are like which is closer its own closer to that style but like have a very distinct um like there's like the shading on the cheeks is like very cute uh-huh. and there's like um, roughness to the lines yeah yeah like kind of looking it i think Akibi's uh sailor uniform and super cub 
both look hand drawn, uh-huh. like intentionally. It's like, oh yes, they're they're clearly drawn by hand mm-hmm. in a way that isn't always like desirable or it it is a style adopted, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Super Cub and uh, Akibis are fascinating because Super Cub is a great show if you don't mind having like a lot of Honda advertisements yeah. thrown at you. And Akibis great if you don't mind inscrutable perversion. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, Akibis is fascinating so far watching it but it's a hell of a first episode it's a it's a it's gorgeous like i i am not a person who can just watch an anime and be like oh my god it's so pretty i don't care about the story at all but Mm -hmm. it's gorgeous uh but uh, akibis is like oh i watched it because it was gorgeous and i am mm, interested let's say to see where it goes not hopeful but curious (laughs) curious <sighs> um do you want to do you want to explain what is so weird about a kiwi sailor uniform uh which part ben the part where the show is very horny but not mildly specked okay it's a show about a girl who is in middle school so that's yep. the first red uh-huh. flag the second red flag is that it seems like a totally normal, like, slice of life kind of thing with a little bit of a weird premise. This girl really likes the sailor uniform style seifuku over the blazer style. Yep. To the point that she, like, went to a very difficult to get into school specifically so that she could wear that uniform, right? Yep. And, like, but it's other. It's just, she. oh, she's cute. Look, it's cute. She's, like, runs around. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's some kind of slice of life thing. And at a certain point in the episode, you're like, Damn, she's really, like, really, really into this <laughs> very fetishized at this point uh, schoolgirl costume, huh? Uh-huh. It's getting a little weird. And then the the end of the first episode... You, like, write it off, though. You're like, I, okay, it's just, it's the premise of the thing. It's, like, a weird romanticization of, like, this particular style of uniform that's falling out of favor. It's not going to keep doing stuff like that, right? There's also, like... <laughs> I think there's a mix of the characters being perverts and in the weird show ways. Subtle ways. in subtle weird ways. You have ways. to watch the whole well, episode. Well, you say subtle, Ben. There is a character introduced. Uh-huh. She is introduced uh, in a classroom, cutting her toenails, and then sniffing the nail clippers. <laughs> there's a lot of feet in this show. Is the thing. There's a lot of feet. Um, but like if you watched like a couple minutes of the show you wouldn't see those moments right they're, yeah. they're just like a few things peppered in for like a second and you have to be paying attention and if you well, don't you could think it was a normal show but it's definitely there not a normal is show. also a like minute long bath scene mm-hmm. with as we said the main character is a, a middle schooler mm-hmm. first year and her sister who's a nine uh, that's the thing though in another anime that would be like oh titties out like somehow this middle schooler has giant titties you know what i mean but it's not really sexualized in that way right no it's not leering at like her body in the traditional anime way it's like over detailing her toe wiggle you know (laughs) what i mean that's the kind of anime it is yeah it's fascinating i real i love the art style who could say if we're gonna keep with it or if it gets too weird for us it might get too weird for us 
<sighs> okay. I'm going to go check on that Popeye. And then when I come back, we can talk about... How long did that take? Kiketsu Toya. All right. I think we've rambled enough about everything that... Uh, listen, folks. It's been a while since we've recorded an episode. It's been like a whole I month. I barely remember how to do this. Yeah. So we, we really just had a whole like backlog. I could talk for like another hour of just like... I've been reading a lot of stuff lately. But I'm not going to do that to you because I love you. Blue <laughs> effects still pretty good. I haven't played any more of that. I gotta finish it. It's good, though. I need to play more. But if you like nope. awful, terrible girls, there are some great ones in Clegal Effect. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say which girls are awful in that. No, cause that's because it's part of the joy. Killer. Part of the joy of Clegal Effect is seeing a perfectly normal girl and then getting to know her. And it turns out that she is the worst person in the world. Or you get to know her and she's she's uh-huh. <laughs> bleep that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> okay, we can't do any more we, we we can talk about Caligula Effect when we finish Caligula Effect. Yes. Okay, folks. It's the next day from when we recorded that introduction. I'm yeah. Where did we leave off? Because we did start start talking about Kansas Toya, and I was like, wait, 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 Ben, we have we to talk through, about like, Yuri. The introduction stuff, like content warnings and stuff. So we're good on that. Yeah. But we then did Yuri. Then we went into Twilight Grass Moon. So we're cutting all of that. That's right, folks. We're dumping four hours of recording. <laughs> we're dumping like three. We're dumping three hours of straight recording because. Uh, Fen almost died of exhaustion, and I, my brain was glitching out trying to understand how to talk about this game. Uh, it was a challenging experience, so I've reorganized my notes, cut a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. and we're going to try it again to get through all of this in one episode that isn't seven hours long. Now, Fen, what did you do to prepare for Kagetsu Toya 2, the sequel to Kagetsu Toya? I listened to Yuri for 20, or not, I listened to VTuber ASMR for 20 minutes in order to get oh. myself calmed down enough to face Kagetsu Toya again. That would have been a way better idea than what I did, which was, um... Make tea? Make tea, which I'm excited for. Trying a new tea today. What, what's the Went new tea? The, um, it's like a chocolatey, rooty kind of... Um, I should look at the label. I don't remember... I think the ca- caffeine in it is from the chocolate. Um, I should have been listening to Yuri. What does Yuri sound like? Girls. <laughs> Girls. Or like maybe a nice breeze over an abandoned field. Someone in a Discord I'm in made me realize that uh, the main character of Granblem, which yeah. I can't remember if we've talked about it on a podcast. I think we mentioned it. I can't remember. Girls going feral is one of our favorite things. Yeah, we must uh, talk about it. That sounds familiar. Although I can't remember if we saw that episode after the last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. Which might be the case. But anyway, Grand Blem is, is we're five episodes in. It's, I would it say, was fine that I would it got say good. Enjoyable. We'll see if hold it up. Um, yeah. Ben has, ben has far more discerning tastes than I do. Yes. Uh, I... There are definitely things I dislike. Uh-huh. And there are things I really, really like. Anything with a boy in it. <laughs> yeah. You dislike. 
I think the actual thing is that I'm way more willing to just like dislike games. Uh huh. Games, I'm like, I don't know, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, anime, I'm like, on the whole, I'm like, oh, this was an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Mostly, there are some really bad anime out there. Some stinkers out there. Uh, but anyway, Grand Blum. She calls. <laughs> Wait, we do have to. Okay, do do Grand Blum. She calls her her uh, mech White Lily, uh-huh. which is effectively just calling it girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Arcoid, a white girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend. White girl spotted. <laughs> Kill. <laughs> so we're gonna try this again, fam. Yep, we're gonna we try sure are. Faster. Um. Okay, so to this episode we're covering Twilight Grass Moon. Yes, just the main plot of Kagetsu Toya. There's side stories. We're gonna get to them next time. We're gonna talk about how you unlock them next time too, because this game is uh it's a it's a series of complicated to get to dead ends. Yeah, let's uh-huh. talk about OP. Real quick. I wonder if we've said what Kagetsu Toy is at this point. We must have, right? Have we? I don't know. It's like it's like a jokey fan disc half sequel to Tsukihime that doesn't really carry much plot forward, but introduces a bunch of new characters that will be important in Melty Blood. Or present in Melty Blood, I guess. Introduces yeah, a couple new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, a good bunch. Are there? At least five. Huh. Off the top of my dome. A couple get mentioned, never come up. Okay. Um yeah. It's like a like a kind of a DLC, if yeah. you will. Yeah, um, like a, a, a lighter hearted DLC. Yeah. It's not very good. <laughs> yeah, you might have been able to get the from the like uh sheer madness with which I am speaking, but uh I didn't. I've played this game too many times. I've gone through my notes too many times. I I I don't have much goodwill left for it. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's not very good. Partially because Ben played it twice, and like so, Ben is really down on it. Uh-huh. Um, I think it like I played through it once, and it's not very good. <laughs> uh there's a lot of it that I don't like very much. There's some there's some some good bits that we're going to talk about in a sec. And but there's a lot most of, of it is like really not funny jokes and the same joke unbeaten to death. Or yeah. Um like characters who we love from Tsukihime are reduced down to one or two jokes about their character and then uh beaten to death <laughs> with those uh-huh. jokes. I can't remember if we said this, so I'm going to say it. Kagetsu Toya is a character assassination of everyone except for Hisui. A series of character assassinations except for Hisui, yes. I said that in the first recording, uh, and Fen liked it and stole it. I said it first. I said it first. No, I mean, like, like a while ago, I was like... I tweeted it in the Discord first. I said something about character assassinations without knowing or before you said that. Like, all right, fine. Same we independently same arrived at the same place. Yeah, and it's that Hisui gets uh, treated the best in this game, which is hilarious. It's I'm happy, but also, but also I'm not because like I like Hisui, 
but I also like other characters, and uh -huh. it's such a bummer to see, like, oh, cool, I guess you're not a character anymore. You're uh -huh. just a joke. Yeah. Where, where'd that cool character uh, go? Where not did Haku go? I miss her. <laughs> so let's do some talking. Yeah. You load up the game. Twilight Grass Moon Fairy Tale Princess is the name of the the main like story. You click on that, you get more options. OP. OP. Uh-huh. OP starts with Shiki waking up on a summer's day. Or it's it's approaching summer, it's like the day before exams, right? Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I got to make plans for summer." Just kidding. I've already like been affected by summer malaise and I can't come up with any plans, so I'm just going to go out and dry the blankets once I get out done with this exam. I would do that if we lived in a place where that was like a thing that I could do. Like uh -huh. we don't have balconies or like we don't have a place to dry blankets outside really? is the problem. Also it's winter. Yeah. I well, I meant in summer. <laughs> <laughs> so Shiki is passing by the intersection where we if you remember correctly, we met Arcoid after murdering her. And also on the where way to he school. first sees her. That is right, where he first sees her. You know, the school intersection. Yeah. And he sees a dump truck like kind of driving really fast and then hitting the brakes really suddenly and gets the urge to jump in front of the dump truck for reasons we don't know. Mm-hmm. And then he's interrupted by Arcoid and forgets about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we won't get any more clarity on that for a while. Yep. Arcoid's worried about him. There's some good jokes about how he's nervous because people keep seeing her follow him around town. And he's worried about getting in trouble with his like school for having like a 30-year-old woman follow him around. Arcoid should know better. <laughs> She should know better, but she's worried about him. She says she was worried something bad is going to happen to him. Came to make sure that she came by to make sure that nothing bad happened to him. He's like, it's fine. I just got to get through finals. You're just lonely. She does say it's a coincidence that they met up and then says, <laughs> I wanted to see you. And so I went out of my house and tried to find you. And therefore, it's a coincidence, <laughs> which is very funny. It's a good bit. So yeah, Shiki's like. We'll we'll play once I'm done with exams. And she's like, yeah. And then whacks him in the back of the head so hard that he falls unconscious. That's unfortunate. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, that's how the opening ends. Oh, uh, we hear a weird bell. Mm-hmm. A chiming weird bell. And that's, uh, that's OP. A day. Now, let's talk about the structure of this. The game spoils it up front, pretty much. Kegetsu Toya takes place on one one day. Mm -hmm. One average, like, summer day. Yeah. Uh, which may or may not be a school day. Mm -hmm. And many things may or may not happen. And they're all kind of happening at once. Yeah, it's because a it's Schrodinger's day. Is it show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do they drop Schrodinger's cat here? No, it was in Plus Disc. That yes, they dropped it was Plus Disc cat. where the uh, obligatory Schrodinger's cat reference was made. Uh huh. Uh huh. If you don't put it in the main game, you have to put it in the fan disc. So it's a looping day. 
characters may will reference things that you haven't done yet or things that you did not the day before and claim mm-hmm. that you, you did them yesterday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Plans will be made that never get followed up on. And then sometimes, surprisingly, they will be followed up on and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in some kind of time loop. Yes. Is essentially what's happening. So we're going to try and just talk about a bunch of isolated scenes that we like from the non-plot relevant stuff and then transition into the main plot relevant stuff. Yeah, because there is a through line. There is a like, oh, the world state changes at points. But most of the scenes in it are like uh, happy, like slice of life, comedy kind of. um, I use the term comedy incredibly loosely because very little of it is funny we've talked about this extensively in the lost recording which will never be released but this is a harem anime yeah this is as plus disc said it takes place after arcoid's good ending Mm -hmm. but all of the far side stuff also got wrapped up Mm -hmm. so no one's problems everyone's problems are in this weird liminal state and they're all kind of just acting like they do when you first met them in the game and haven't haven't really done any character growth yeah um he's we being the exception i guess yeah uh-huh uh and so shiki is like liminally dating none and all of them at the same time pretty much there's a yeah there's, there's a, a very kiha where it's just like oh yeah they're just kind of horny at each other there's a scene very early on where where Ciel will talk about like, oh, ha ha ha, there's a boy pursuing me. And Shiki's like, oh, I'm all jealous now. Uh-huh. Yeah. But also... Like, do the harem protagonist thing of like, oh, I just got to like put enough relationship points into Ciel to stop her from like going for another boy. But I'm not going to commit because I've got like five girls hanging on. Uh-huh. Which... Six, seven, eight girls. How many girls? Does too many have? girls. Leave some for the rest of us. Leave six or seven or eight girls just for me. <laughs> Why are you giving me such sad eyes? You already don't have enough time for me. <laughs> Not true. I love you. I love you. So, you want to talk about Hisui scenes? I would love to talk about Hisui, Ben. Start with Hisui? Hisui is adorable. Right. Did I finish my... Th- yes. Yeah. That was a complete thought. Uh-huh. But there's like the main... There's main plot, most of it's comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the main plot is just unlocked by like, oh, we stuck a flag in this random scene uh, just because we don't want like we don't want you to rush through the main plot too quickly. Uh, but yeah, a lot of it, a lot of your playtime is going to be like just moseying around, which yeah. could be fun. But like, again, it could be fun if the writing was better. I think if the translation was better, I would problems. also have a better time with this game the problem is that i think this is a lot of like low like low effort lowest common denominator writing by nasu to like kind of pump this out for like super fans while preparing for melty blood and stay Stay night Night. Uh uh-huh stay night is far enough away that i wonder what production was like on yeah um it's two years away when this was uh released i think how long did it take to write tsukihime i can't imagine he's not writing it currently I guess Tsukihime was like eight months of dedicated... Yeah, so I guess Nasu was was probably at least thinking about, if not actively working on... um, Uh Uh-huh. And like, Melty Blood coming out is like a big thing because they must be transitioning from Dojin Circle to company. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even though they're not directly making Melty Blood, that's French bread. Yes. So let's see. Okay, so Kagetsu Toyo was August two thousand one. Melty Blood is December two thousand two, and then oh, Stay Night is. 2004 i thought it was 2003 for some reason mm. january 2004 so yeah either way so this feels the writing is a little rough <sighs> and the translation which is not by mirror moon is somehow worse than mirror moons <laughs> it's i think yeah as far as i can tell what happened was that there was a first pass done which is we're going to translate very literally including not really caring about grammar from uh-huh. Japanese to English. Okay. So this is like the first pass on a translation. By which is Lunacy as the group. Lunacy slash Beast Lair is yeah. the like forums that Bye. helped. Um so the first pass where you get it from Japanese into English, and then you do a second pass uh-huh. that is like, how does this read in English? Mm-hmm. And that part wasn't done. But oh. Because no one cares enough, it's not a good enough game to justify it, slash, uh, it does exist, it is playable in in, uh-huh. in, in English, uh, no one ever got around to doing a second pass. So, what we have is a really rough translation. Rough translation, rough writing, and uh, Heesui's here. Heesui. So, let's see, the first scene that I have written down is a scene in which... Uh, <laughs> Shiki helps Hisui clean. <laughs> uh huh. This starts as a cute scene because what I mean when I say that Hisui got off best in this game is that Hisui displays some elements of having moved forward from her ending. Hisui smiles sometimes. Yeah. She expresses her emotions and talks about her feelings uh-huh. in a way that she just doesn't when you first meet her in Tsukihime. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, oh, she's taking steps forward into the future. She is trying to be more like the person she wants to be instead of the person who she feels she needs to be. And uh-huh. it's cute. Yeah. Uh, so Shiki, like, helping her with these things. The whole game, a, a lot of the Heesweep scenes feel the most like a romance of everything in this game. Yeah. But it has to be, of course, because of the tone, it has to be a comedy romance where... They they have a tender moment and then ha 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 there's a punchline yeah, as in someone this, interrupts them. In this case, um Hisui Shiki's helping her clean and accidentally somehow grabs her boob. Uh I don't understand how he how... grabs her chest. There is the the best comedy bit of that is it's three of the funniest CGs in a <laughs> row. <laughs> which is like Shiki kind of out of frame. Uh, mostly you see Hisui. She's looking at Shiki with her normal expression. He's got his hand on her shirt. Uh-huh. And then there is a second CG of her, same CG, just she's looking down now, looking slightly baffled. And then a third CG of her looking back up at him <laughs> with big, big, chunky tears in her eyes. <laughs> it's a very funny joke. Uh-huh. You know, inside of a worse, less good joke, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, there's going to be a lot of like horny jokes like that in this game. We're not going to talk about there's all of them. So many horny jokes. Uh huh. None, none, none of them. The only reason this is even worth good. bringing up is because of those three CGs. Uh-huh. A lot of work went into that joke. <laughs> it's the thing is, is that Hisui is very cute. Uh huh. 
And then they get interrupted by Kahaku. Kahaku right. screaming about Shiki assaulting uh, yeah. Hisui, and Shiki has to like clean the apartment or yeah. the whole room himself or something like that. The as you will find out as we talk through this stuff, or if we don't, um, Kahaku is there to interrupt Shiki and Hisui. We'll talk about Kohaku. And also, yeah. Uh, and Akiha is literally only purpose in this entire thing is just to be horny for Shiki and jealous when Shiki talks to another girl. She has a couple of good scenes despite that, but yeah, you're pretty much right. Yeah. Uh, cooking. Cooking? You know, this scene rules. <laughs> it's, it's a two-part scene. Uh, if you come back on another day, you can see the second half of this. Yeah. Hisui is trying to learn how to cook because she wants to cook, uh, make a lunch for Shiki on the day of the cultural festival. Uh Uh-huh. The school festival. Shiki walks into the kitchen, sees her and thinks, hmm, this is the place least suited to Hisui. Uh Uh-huh. As we know from, (laughs) as we know from Tsukihime proper, Hisui has no sense of taste and cannot cook. Yep pancakes are too complicated <laughs> a pancake is not a simple thing <laughs> um yeah she's like trying to hide whatever she's working on Shiki like fakes her out and like takes a peek at fish sama <laughs> resting oh so peacefully on fish the cutting sama. board she gets mad at him and he's like show me how, you, how you're doing this and she like i don't know what she does with that knife but he like takes it away from her uh-huh <laughs> And it's like, let me Treat show you how knife, you're talking. Don't know more with more <laughs> knife, Tom. <laughs> um, yeah, Shiki's like, here, let me show you how to how to like cut up a fish, and she like claps for him. That's cute. Yeah, he's teaching her how to cook. Well, how to cut up a fish. Yeah, he asks why Kohaku doesn't teach her, and she's like, uh, Nissan has already taught me everything that she has to teach me. <laughs> And he's like, oh, this is this is bad. This is worse than I thought, honestly. The thing about Hisui is that she's extremely cute. Yeah. He tells her to, like, practice just cutting up fruit, which will be a little easier. And he's like, try and get Akiha to do it, too, because she sh- <laughs> if the way that she peels an apple is an indication she could use some lessons. <laughs> this is a reference to a Kohaku root scene wherein Akiha is trying to do the, like, sweet, caring for Shiki thing, but she's a monster. <laughs> And doesn't know how to peel an apple, and Shiki feels like he's gonna die from the way she's handling the knife. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Uh, also, critically, she asks Shiki what kind of flavors he likes. And he says he likes stew, which isn't a flavor. And then says that he likes the scent of plum, but not the taste. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That's not flavors, Shiki. You're not being very helpful. But, uh... I mean, scent is a lot of taste. Yes, but he didn't give her any taste. She asked what tastes he likes. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a lot of taste. <laughs> it's not taste. I mean, like, yeah, I just, I'm I'm just sticking up for Shiki in this one instance where, like, how a dish smells does influence the taste. The thing is, though, that's not, he says he doesn't like the taste. He doesn't give her anything else to go on. Stew is not a taste. Stew is a kind of no. Dish. Stew is a rest is a a dish. Yeah, that that uh implies what kind of stew. Fun. He doesn't even say what kind of stew. Vegetable stew. Anyway, we're fighting about stew. We don't have time to get bogged down 
they have this sweet moment where they're cook- he's like teaching her how to use a knife. And then we find out that Kohaku was secretly watching the whole time. And she like laughs and says she's going to tell Akiha. Mm-hmm. The second half of the cooking scene is also good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another day. Shiki's like, oh, uh, you gotten any better with a knife? And she's like, yes. And let me show you. And uh, he's like, it hasn't changed in the slightest. <laughs> this scene is interesting because Hisui asks Shiki about if he plans to leave the mansion after yeah. he graduates. He does. He like she insists that he shouldn't be cooking, and he's like, "Well, I need to learn how to cook for when I live on my own." And she's like, "Are you going to leave?" And he's like, "Well, sort you of. know, I I have to get have the experience of living on my own for a year." Yeah. yeah, he wants to move into town and like live in his own apartment and cook for himself. Basically, yeah. that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say. And he sweet like, "Take me with you, please. <laughs> I can't live here without you. I'm going to die. Bring your maid to work." <laughs> um uh and they have like a tender moment he like grabs her arms and they like stare into each other's eyes and then kohaku starts like giggling in the background it's yeah again it's a legitimately like cute and like cozy and like oh yeah look at the two of them just they're in a show together and then kohaku's like don't worry this is a comedy game i'm here to break it up I thought maybe I'll watch you two cook. Hisui's a novice and Shiki-san looks like he'll be doing much more than just cooking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The last good Hisui scene in this game. Honestly, an incredible scene. Mm-hmm. I just remembered that it's also an echo of a Kahaku scene. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. This. Uh-huh. Detached House is just a place for a lot of great scenes. Shiki- and a lot of really awful ones uh-huh mostly a key a, a really awful sex scene yeah except for the i will always i will never forget about the bit where they stop having sex and a like so you're gonna have to kill me okay Super. round two hilarious shiki goes to the detached house at some point in time and like falls asleep and has a dream where he remembers like sleeping there as a kid and some like energetic girl coming to wake him up every day mm-hmm. um and then he wakes up with a this really good cg of hisui like three inches from his face <laughs> she's so cute then she's just there and like looking at him there's this great she's like oh i'm so sorry i was i came to find you to wake you up for dinner uh and he's like oh yeah this is my fault and she's like I went looking for you an hour ago. He's like, oh, yeah, again, my fault. I, I w- slept somewhere hard to find. She's like, I found you half an hour ago. <laughs> I've just been watching you sleep. I'm so sorry. This is, I think this got lost to the um, to the recording last yesterday. Mm-hmm. But a day also opens with the first time you do it. Chiki wakes up early mm-hmm. before he sweeps there to wake him up. And as it turns out, she walks in. Yes. Uh, does something. I'm gonna say, watches him sleep for a while. Uh huh. Leaves, grabs his uniform, and comes back. Uh huh. So, uh, I just, she I just think she's great. He's he's very cute. He keeps trying to give her an out. This whole scene, like, no, 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 you can blame me. And she's like, no, it's my shame. <laughs> it's illegal. I should be arrested for looking at you while you're sleeping. <laughs> 
Anyway, they're and then interrupted by Akiha. She's and, horny like, for There's Shiki. implication that Kohaku has installed security cameras secretly all over the mansion. Oh, right! What a wild thing to... I mean, it is in keeping with Kohaku's character in this game. But, yeah. Right, right. Because they were like, let's not go to dinner. Kohaku's been stocking this house with stuff, I guess, for Akiha feeding on her, like, after parties. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, so they're like, let's cook dinner together in this house, just the two of us. And then they're interrupted by Akiha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's notable. The dinner scene, uh, dinners in this game are very, very tense, identical to what they were in Tsukihime, mm-hmm. which is very funny. Hisui doesn't show up for this one. It's just Kohaku standing by the wall alone. Oh, huh. Uh-huh. Fascinating. Locked in a room, pouting again. Uh-huh. Even she seemed mad at Akiha this time. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I would be. Next up, I have Kohaku scenes. Kohaku-san is gaming, Ben. <laughs> That's not the first one I have, but... Uh, it is the best one. It is the... No. The best one is the safe. But okay, right, yes. It is... Kakusama's Gaming is the best comedy one. Yes. The best one, yeah. Yeah. The safe is incredible, but okay. Kaku now, tells a horror story? Again, Kohaku is, in this game, mostly uh, just a big goofball. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. Uh, a criminal goofball who does schemes and unethical things and laughs about it. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. It's not... It's not the Kohaku san I fell in love with, but the, the thing is, Kaku does scheme. Yes, but it was one specific scheme. Uh huh. To kill all the Tonos, <laughs> and she had a really good reason. Uh huh. Like her being an impulsive liar. Yes, her like lying and like manipulating people makes sense. Her being a cackling little goblin. It's in keeping with her the the show she was putting on, right? She was always yeah. like pushing Shiki towards other girls and like making fun of him for it, right? Uh-huh. But like it's just so flat now. Uh-huh. Anyway, the the first scene I've I have written down here is when he comes to watch TV with her. Mm. And there's like some Japanese style variety show where they're doing like a horror story or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she, like, talks about the show. It's about, like, a cat that drinks the blood of its owner and turns into a monster. Mm. Not a Nekomata. That's a different kind of cat spirit. This game is a lot about cats. Mm-hmm. They're all cats, Ben. Uh-huh. Yeah, the cat wants to get revenge, and Shiki's like, how does this story end? And she's like, oh, well, the cat gets its revenge, but then is caught and exterminated by humans. And the moral of the story is that the perfect crime is hard to pull off. <laughs> He's like, I don't think that's the moral of the story, Kohaku. Um, fine. There's a cute bit where Shiki's like, I'll go make tea and cookies. And Kohaku's yeah. like, I can't deal with you being nice to me. Yeah, he like brought a tray full of like special treats that he had bought with his own money and stuff like that. And she like freezes for a long minute. <laughs> uh-huh. Kaka has good moments. That's one of two of them. One of three. I think there are three good Kaka moments in this entire game. Kohaku-san is gaming. Another time, Shiki walks into Kohaku's room after hearing loud noises uh-huh. coming from it. Loud, excited noises. And Kohaku is 
has a great CG where she's <laughs> hold, like leaning forward towards the TV with like TV light in her eyes, holding a like what controller is that? Would you say GameCube? It's not. It's gray. It looks kind of like a PlayStation or like a yeah, thing. like a the the first PlayStation controller, yeah, or whatever maybe. that's called. I guess the uh-huh. right. Yeah, I am not a a video games history expert. I guess it could be the first PlayStation. Yeah. Would that have been out in 2001? Maybe. Okay. So, um, she, this is a very Kohaku thing, too, because she is, she is caught gaming by Shiki and then lies a lot, like claiming like, oh, I don't know what this is. I just found it in Makihisa's room. Why would Makihisa have a game console in his room? I cannot imagine that. No. Um, <laughs> and like, just. I did. I had a boss once, or my boss's boss, who uh, he plays Call of Duty every year, and that's it. Just plays the campaign, like sits down on Christmas Day, plays through the campaign, and then just like puts his console away. So maybe Makihisa was like, I don't know. Makihisa Tono, noted feral rapist, <laughs> plays Call of Duty. I'm just saying. Here, to hear, folks. That... Yeah, rich people do weird things, is all. Makihisa Tono. Anyway, like, Shiki eventually is like, Kohaku, I play video games too, it's okay. And she says, um, finally there's someone in the mansion who condones my gaming. (laughs) Which is very funny. I condone her gaming. Right, right, right. She's, he's like, oh, if this, uh, if this doesn't belong to you and you're just, like, turning it on to see if it works, I guess I'll just take it then. She's like, no. Instantly. (laughs) Flat out. Oh, she also says that he looks like he has no life, so she's impressed that he's a gamer. (laughs) Um, he plays a fighting game with her, and she knocks him into the air, and then says, only your corpse will hit the ground. (laughs) And, uh, then just crushes him for a while. Yeah, he leaves and is like, I didn't win anything, Uh but I had fun. Or at least Kohaku had fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's he, so Kohaku is an apex gamer. Yeah, he like accuses her of playing the, the the fighting game a lot, and she's like, "Oh, this came out today. I picked it up <laughs> on the way home." And then she's like, "You want to play Grand Theft Auto?" <laughs> well, it's it's the uh like yeah it happens in manga a decent amount of like oh you just replace a letter with like a circle. Uh huh um not an o you don't replace an o with a circle you just place a random letter with a circle Uh and it's like well you can figure it out but grand soft auto (laughs) Uh um yeah that's a cute scene Mm -hmm. Uh, i like that kohaku is canonically a incredible gamer yeah i love i love that cg so much Uh uh-huh great cg of her just like hunched forward holding the controller excitedly I guess the other thing to talk about Kohaku when it comes to, like, mansion stuff is uh, she's, like, the go-to bad end. Yep. If you do something like spy on a Kiha while she's changing, for example, which is an option that you have. Spy on a Kiha while she's changing. Oh. Um, go, going into a Kiha's room when a Kiha's not there. Failing the trivia quiz. Failing the trivia quiz. I think that there's at least one more. But, like, yeah. If you do something bad in the mansion, then ha ha ha, Kahaku's there and Kohaku. she's installed a, a like, trapdoor. 
Yeah, yeah, and the, into the dungeons below the Tono Mansion, and she like drugs you and keeps you in jail forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, that is one of two Kohaku CGs in the whole of Kagetsu Toya. Are there really only those two? Well, we, and we should say in, there will be more in the whole of. Yeah, they're gonna. Hmm. But yeah, so here's the thing that they bring up a lot. Kohaku lost the popularity poll. Uh-huh. Kohaku and CL were the losers of the popularity poll. The top three were Arkuid, Hisui, and Akiha, in that order? Yes, I think so. Uh. Or, I think that's the... Yeah. Yeah. The first two popularity polls for those characters are basically the same, except for CL beats Kohaku in the second one. So, CL gets a lot of scenes still because she's a main heroine, and Kohaku is like a secondary heroine, I guess, which mm-hmm. makes zero sense to me so kohaku like gets very little scenes no cgs uh like only one new sprite that i can think of maybe two yeah i can't (sighs) think of one aside from one that we're gonna talk about in a while history is on my side i think but (laughs) yeah it's such a bummer like I don't know. I think I think I talked about this on the last recording, which I will try to stop referring to. I just want to couch stuff so that if you if you hear if you hear me say the same thing twice, it's because time has become unmoored in our minds. Yeah. Um. I enjoy Kahaku and Melty Blood. Yeah. As a like, oh, this is a different thing, very different tone. Yeah. Um. I'm fine with her like being kind of like throwing flasks of of like poison gas and her like, throw is like a big needle jab or whatever uh-huh it's like oh yeah girl. this is this is like funny and cute this is funny and cute uh it's i just... don't like it at all in this game no because it, it's just like she's she has become cl in that cl was the oh no i need a character to do something and we don't have budget for a new sprite so uh-huh uh what if we just use cl and it's like oh kahaku's that in this game yeah it's like oh you need you need someone to interrupt to like cause comedy she's there you need someone to uh bring drag shiki down to the dungeons and like inject him full of Mind um, break him. <laughs> yeah inject him full of chemicals like yep that's kahaku she's there mm-hmm. and it's just like none of none of it really lands yeah i miss i miss like i will we will always have the conversation after their sex scene where kahaku is just like hanging out with shiki and having just talking and it's incredible Um, it's like it feels to me like nasu just doesn't know how to write her in a halfway you know what i mean mm -hmm. he like the kohaku route is a big swing (laughs) Mm-hmm. And Kohaku is a very complex character that I think he pulled off pretty surprisingly well. And now here he's like, I don't know how to write that anymore. I don't know how to write that character at all anymore. So I'm just going to go and like amp up the silliness 100%. Which is like kind of. Uh, kind of how everyone To works. some extent she's, is like also true of everyone in this game. I think she gets the like, worst of it. But yeah, yes. you're right. I think she gets the worst of it partially because she has the farthest to go. Like. If if you hadn't played the Kaku route, the Kaku in this game isn't that different she's like, from she's like a more annoying version of that of like standard Kohaku. Yeah, she's like if that Kohaku was more annoying and also was like 
drugging people for reasons you didn't understand. It's just such a weird thing for yeah. like that to become a joke, honestly. Uh-huh. It's, it's funny because I liked this in Plus Disc. I liked sketchy Kohaku in Getcha. I think because there wasn't that much of it, uh-huh. right? It's like, oh yeah, there's a little bit of Kohaku. Um, it's not like, oh... Because the Plus Disc is... It's certainly those characters, but it is like author commentary through them in a in a like yeah kind of shrouded in those characters as opposed to this, which is a new story and there's not the there's not the through line of oh the author wants to say something to you the player mm-hmm. it's like this is supposed to be funny and enjoyable. Uh there are some good Akiha scenes later. Uh there's not very much in the mansion. It's pretty much just trying to get into a room. Yeah. There are some nice, like, Shiki and her sitting down and having conversations over tea in her room that are fine. There's one, There's, yeah. like, one or... I feel like there might be two of them, but one's short. I think there are two scenes. There's really, like... Yeah. It's one. But, like, I didn't even put my notes down for that. Let's talk... Let's go on to talk about cooking with Arkwood and CL. Yes. Let's... It would be very fun if it was both of them, but no, it's just one each. Mm-hmm. Visiting Arkui during the day, uh, sometimes you will walk in on a very sleepy-looking Arkui wearing uh, a slightly unbuttoned white shirt and no pants. She's I. The first time I saw this sprite, I was like, I immediately wrote down, I was not prepared for hot Arkui. <laughs> Arkui is hot. She is hot. She's also sleepy. Yeah. She sleeps during the day, remember? Me too. Uh-huh. She, like... So this is this is an interesting scene because it set, does set up some of the plot-related stuff. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the main plot, Shiki doesn't remember what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or the day before. Mm-hmm. And is kind of, like, hazily in this, like, state of not really understanding and knowing that he's forgetting things and not, doesn't know what, right? Mm-hmm. So talking to Arkuid, she talks about having nightmares lately, which is weird because true ancestors don't have dreams. Yeah, apparently she doesn't sleep, which I feel like we kind of got in the main game. Yeah. But, like, she just kind of shuts her body down. It's yeah. it more like a robot turning itself off yeah. than a human laying down for sleep. And sometimes she'll have, like, memories replaying, which... Uh, just I, like Shiki. Uh, yeah. But uh, not really abstract dreams yeah uh this is notably makes her true ending a lot sadder because where i assumed she was going back to her castle to dream about a future with shiki that she could never have what she's actually doing is just replaying 10 days of hanging out with shiki for all eternity and it's much sadder (laughs) yeah because they weren't great days what a what a rough eternity Uh uh-huh we also get a mention of Arkweed's dream familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You heard it here, folks. The mid-route blowjobs are plot relevant. <laughs> yeah, you remember way back in the day when we were doing the, like, f- near side route halfway point reward blowjobs and lamenting them? The idea of uh, Arkweed having, like, a succubus dream monster that was, like, friends with her uh was really fun I, we were like yeah that sounds great and then arkweed referred to her as a child a couple of times mm-hmm. like really young yeah and we were like uh-oh 
Welcome to Kagetsu Toya. We're going uh-huh. to have some problems later. Yep. Anyway, let's talk about cooking with Arcade. <laughs> what? Big old puppy dog peepers. <laughs> uh, Arcade is a joy. Arcade wants him to cook for her. Yeah. And she's like, I have to go to school. Yeah. And Arcade's like, I don't know. I bumped into a dude who told me that going to school two-thirds of the time was fine. You didn't need more than that. Uh-huh. I wonder what guy who was notably skipping school at the time of telling <laughs> us that uh-huh. could have been. Uh, she says something that makes Shiki think it wasn't Arahiko. And then she ends with, oh, and also he told me to tell you that you're a traitor. <laughs> um, I just like the idea of Arahiko and... Arcoid hanging out they outside would be of school. Terrors. It would be so good. I'm shocked Arcoid doesn't go to school. Yeah. More often, you mean. Because she was there in the in the OP. I'm surprised Arcoid doesn't go to school as a student. She's too old, Ben. She's like 800 or so something. So is CL. And Arcoid has perfect mental domination of all humans. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> CL only has, like, hypnosis tricks. Uh-huh. Okay, anyway. Anyway. Uh, Shiki's gonna cook for Arcoid. We get this cute CG. The first CG, non, like, faceless of Shiki. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Shiki wearing, like, an apron with Nasu's, like, little weird mushroom guy mascot on it. <laughs> yeah. If if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's a, It's, like, a weird little mushroom. Like kind of a mario mushroom uh-huh uh with a face like a little guy little Big guy eyes. uh nasu does not know if there's a man inside of there or not <laughs> apparently it has a zipper on the back <laughs> there might be a real little guy in there yeah anyway it's on shiki's uh uh apron and uh arcade is like slurping up noodles happily uh fan what happens after that uh arcade stops and uh starts crying and asks what he put on the noodles he lists the ingredients and she uh collapses to the ground and starts rolling around and begging him why did why did he put in garlic i was like i <laughs> at this point i was like i thought that true ancestors were immune to garlic that that was like a normal vampire thing and as it turns out, they sure are, because it's just not tasty. <laughs> I love her. She's, She's perfect. Yeah, after that, she, like, hangs out on the bed, like, doing the most cat-like thing I've ever, like, heard her described as doing. Which is, she's just, like, perched on the bed, like, watching him with a neutral expression. And he gets this, like, really intense feeling that something is going to happen. And he's, like, it's the vibe of, like, her swaying her tail back and forth, just, like, looking at him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very funny. He, like, flees the apartment to get away from whatever she's about to do. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't say a word. She just watches him the whole time. Great. Uh, you want to do CL's cooking before we do other stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also visit CL before school and get wrapped into a cooking thing with her, but she's cooking sh- breakfast for Shiki. And, yeah, this is this is the the joke about CL, is one that she eats a lot. 
she and eats a lot and two it's all that all she eats is curry yeah 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 there's a whole bit there's a cute cg of her in an apron yeah. doing her hair or like brushing her hair or something i think like pulling tying. back her hair yeah tying back her hair um and she he's like watching her cook and then like notices her putting weird spices into the pot and he's like uh cl i can't have curry for breakfast because that would be insane <laughs> uh and she's like it's not curry i made you like a nice little salad and then she plops down a big plate of curry for herself <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh yeah those are uh there are other scenes with cl in them there's not a lot of good cl scenes there is w- uh, possibly oh. one of the best cl scenes in yeah, there really is here. but uh, we'll get to that eventually uh-huh let's hop back to arcweed and talk about maid swap <laughs> oh ben this this is the this problem is comedy that is good yeah there are a couple of good funny scenes uh-huh. and this is one of them and it's you uh she spends time with uh arcweed in the morning and then she like, goes back to sleep and he yeah leaves. he leaves and comes back to the mansion and he wants to hang out with he but instead what he finds mm-hmm. is um he hears like yelling coming over like an intercom system. Yeah. And like Kaku is yelling that Hisui just ran for the library. And then it's like, oh, she jumped out the window to the first to the first floor. Hisui, you do that too. <laughs> oh. Shiki's like, what what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on, Pan? Uh Shiki finds Arcoid running full tilt at him. Wearing Hisui's outfit. <laughs> Wearing Hisui's maid cap and maid dress. Calling him Shikisama. <laughs> it's such a good bit. It's a great CG because she looks so proud of herself. Oh, yeah. She has never been prouder of, prouder of herself in her life. <gasps> oh, Shikisama, don't you like this look? You seem to like it an awful lot when you force Hisui to wear it for you. <laughs> Arcweed woke up from her nap and decided to come to the mansion to visit him, uh, break in, uh-huh. uh, found out that Hisui was changing through spying, and then wanted to try on her outfit by stealing it. <laughs> Normal Arcweed things. Uh-huh. She's always wanted to try it on, apparently. And then a smaller voice from down the same hallway she came from. Please restrain that person. <laughs> Arc's like, oh wow, she caught up fast bows tells him to, to call if he needs anything and then bolts up the stairs uh-huh yeah shiki for some reason thinks it's sexier than hisui as if that was possible well hisui is like cute and yeah. arcweed is like okay. taller shows more leg and like the skirts fly up a lot when she runs probably that's fair uh and then hisui appears with the the cutest sprite in this game, hands down. Uh-huh. Uh, tiny. Tiny. She's wearing Arcoid's outfit, and it doesn't fit her. <laughs> Too big for her. She's got a big chunky tear in her <laughs> eye. She's kind of like holding her arms nervously. It's so cute. It's, so cute. it's great to see he's sweet in a casual outfit. Uh-huh. It's great to see he's sweet in a big turtleneck that doesn't fit her. <laughs> yep. And, and that ugly purple skirt. Uh-huh. You see there's a little bit of the purple skirt. He's, he's perfect. Yeah, Shiki's like, oh wow, she's so fucking cute. Apparently, Kuhaku is tracking where Arcoid is running in on the cameras that she's installed throughout the entire mansion. Mm-hmm. And Akiha starts to come over the intercom too, saying to just grab a gun and <laughs> use this as an opportunity to finish Arc off, <laughs> which is very funny. I don't 
know that that would work, but you it know. definitely wouldn't. Yeah, and uh, Hisui. It's so funny that Hisui and Kohaku are watching and making Hisui chase. I feel like Hisui's uh-huh. the least capable of catching Arcweed. Yeah, yeah. Akiha does tell Kohaku to join the chase to try and corner her, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she'll watch. <laughs> so that's a good scene. Yeah. Let's talk about some new characters that get introduced, I guess. Okay. Um, There's a lot more names in this. There's a lot of people's names who just get mentioned, and sometimes we'll get sprites for them, and sometimes we won't. Yeah. There are, um, there are a couple of sprites that I was surprised to see, but we... Because they have they show up in literally one scene or yeah. something. I assume that they're going to show up in side stories, because we haven't done those yet. There's a, we hear tell that uh, Akiha was engaged this whole time. Yeah, to a family member. Uh huh. Oh, I'm like a family member in a like oh we we share like a literally one drop of blood in terms yeah. of they're far enough away. Yeah, that... so it's probably not that bad except for he appears to be like forty and a pedophile. Yeah, he sucks. So that's great. Every scene he shows up in is just the worst. Uh, it is fun that, uh, she is breaking off the engagement and has somehow maneuvered it so that the Branch family has to apologize to her for her breaking Very up with Very funny. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, another new character we meet. There's some great Arihiko content in this game. We'll get, to, we'll talk about Arihiko. There's also some Arihiko being a domestic abuser, but... In a funny way. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't take that out of context. Um, I didn't find it particularly funny. Yeah, it was not the funny. It was not that was not the funny part, right? No. Also, I don't know if it counts as domestic abuse if you're fighting a horse spirit that has invaded your house. Because <laughs> he's not married to her. That's not domestic anything. <laughs> sure. I just, the way it is written is like, oh, he's like punching and kicking a girl. Uh-huh. A horse. Sure. <laughs> well, we might cut that and just get to it later, because it kind of spoils the whole bit, but... Yeah. Um. Anyway, most there is good Arihiko stuff, and also he's starting to turn into more of an annoying guy. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? There's more of him like being horny towards Kiha and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh... But what we do get is we finally get to meet the mysterious uh, Inui sister, his sister, who uh, I always pictured as a little, little Arihiko. Oh, she's like a 25-year-old office lady, and she, it rules. Not an office lady. She's definitely not an office lady. She's wearing a suit, right? No, she's wearing like a, a red dress shirt, which you would not wear to work. She's, okay. okay. She's got a red dress shirt. She's smoking. She's got a ponytail. <laughs> And she looks exhausted. <laughs> and a critical to know thing about her is that her pos- her profession is completely unknown. Yeah, office lady. <laughs> no, because she's been up for three days straight working at her job and got home at 6 a.m. Crunch. No, she's not an office lady. She does something much more suspicious than that. <laughs> Why do you think she's an office lady? I, that's the vibe I got. Arihiko's guesses were journalist, uh, co- detective, and 
novelist. Hmm. She's not an office lady, Fen. That would be too normal. All of, at this point, I'm just sticking with it to be stubborn uh-huh. and despite you, but... You're completely wrong. Arkweed is an office lady. No sh- Ben, what are you talking about? Your output. Yeah. I didn't get a single vibe of like, no, no, she would get fired because she'd be smoking in the office. Ben. I guess. She's too rough and tumble to be like an office person. Sure. She's like Arihiko. Yeah. She's like, what What the fuck is, is my idiot brother up to? Mm-hmm. That kind of girl. Um, yeah. Her first meeting with Shiki, she like solemnly presses a half empty tube of gold acrylic paint into his hand and says to come back and she'll buy him dinner. <laughs> Incredible. She's pretty f- interesting. She's a fun character. We get only a little bit of her, though. Yeah. I think she has literally two scenes. Other characters we meet, uh, at some point in the game, we're going to meet Shiki's doctor and his daughter. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jinan and his daughter Toki. Tokie? I don't like these two. Tokie is fine. Tokie is fine. She's like a mom who wants to fuck Shiki. I don't... She, she like has five lines and one of them is marry me. Yeah, I think the joke there is like, oh, haha, and then Shiki looks around and is like, don't let any of my five wives let you hear that, or they'll murder me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we also know that she's not a lesbian, because she says she can't marry Kohaku, because Kohaku's a girl. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah, Kohaku deserves better. She's yeah. she's very bland. She looks like a... She's, she's not a character. She's a mom from an early she's generation Pokemon game. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she looks like. Or the, rather, like Ash she's Ketchum's a, mom. She's a setup for a joke. Uh huh. That's it. Like, uh, what do you think of Doctor Jinan? He sucks. I fucking hate this guy. Here's another thing problem that I have with Kagetsu Toya, is that it feels like they're throwing a lot of like weird tropey characters at the wall so that they have more things to pick from for Melty Blood. They're just like coming up with dumb stuff. I wonder when Melty Blood, like, started getting planned. I wonder when, but, like, that's what it feels like to me. Because he's, like, this, like, tough as nails, like, old, like, 70-year-old dude who's still really tough and it does chiropractic and probably martial arts and it beat up all his girl- his daughter's boyfriends and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do we know about the, the family doctor from Tsukihime? That Shiki doesn't like him. He's a shitty, like, nobody who hasn't been able to figure out what's going wrong with Shiki at any point and is mm-hmm. going to let him die. Yes. That's great. Doctors suck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> he doesn't know how to handle it. He doesn't know anything about magic. He's uh-huh. just some guy, some faceless guy who doesn't understand how to help. In this, actually, he knows Shiki's father, knows about his mystic eyes, and knows about everything magical. Does he know about his mystic eyes? He knows at least that, um... Yeah, no, he says something implying that he knows how Shiki's eyes work when Shiki says he wants to kill him. He's like, your eyes are worth something, then. Oh, huh. It sucks. It's, like, such a different... He knows Shiki's real father. Yeah. The, uh, Nanaya Kiri. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? It's so... It just takes a lot of the, like 
mystery away from the Nania, what happened to them, like the fact that Makihisa erased them from existence and all this stuff. It just kind of like takes all of the wind out of that and is like, oh yeah, this doctor guy who works for the Tonos knew everything the whole time and just wasn't telling Shiki for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say I hate him more because he makes comments about like touching he makes some comment about like touching little boys when he's examining shiki well, he and says like, he doesn't want to touch boys yeah <laughs> which is very different than the first thing okay well sound way worse but yeah he's just like yelling at shiki and shiki's yelling at him back and it's like such a weird vibe yeah I don't know. I just, I really didn't like this guy. I don't like what he rep. There is what he does. One funny joke in this scene mm-hmm. where Shiki's like, I don't know. I'm like pretty healthy. And the doctor's like, if you're healthy, this hospital will be full of dead people. <laughs> uh huh. I, I misread this the first time and then I came back to it. I was like, oh, you mean like Shiki's so unwell uh-huh. that like if he was healthy, anyone who has to go to the hospital would be dead. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, it's a good bit. There's another bit where he, like, tries to talk to him about how Shiki isn't remembering things, like mm-hmm. he's forgetting yesterday, and, um, like, tries to explain this in a very serious way, and the guy's like, I knew you were getting worse every year, but Alzheimer's now, kid? That was pretty funny. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Let's talk about... Uh, a character who was introduced in a much better game, Plus Disc. Akira. Akira. She's great. Welcome back, Akira. Yeah. I'm glad she's back. She's the character who got introduced who I like the most, because she got a lot of scream time. Uh-huh. She's not horny for Shiki. Oh. Well. Well, she is horny for Shiki, but well, Shiki's not horny for her. Sorry. Horny is the wrong term. Yes. She is like a puppy dog. She has a puppy crush on him. Yeah. And Shiki has no interest in her in that way whatsoever. Has no just knowledge. Like, <laughs> yeah. Shiki doesn't realize what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, which is a fun, it's cute. Given it's, what we know about this game, I'm so thankful that there is no Akira sex scene. <laughs> <sighs> we got lucky, folks. Uh-huh. Yeah, Akira is kind of like a CL in that the main joke is that she eats a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's, like, cute. <laughs> the secondary joke of Akira is that she's terrified of Akiha, which is <laughs> very funny. The The half of it that's not funny is, like, oh, yeah, Akiha is jealous that Shiki's flirting with a middle schooler, which he's not doing. Akiha is jealous that uh, that Shiki is talking to a girl yeah, is the joke, I that's, think. Yeah. But she's especially mad because she knows and is friends with Akira. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. they have a dynamic that is very entertaining to me. Yes. Uh-huh. So th- we end up getting some good content out of the two of them, even though, like, the setup is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, she, Akira has new sprites. Uh, she's got this very cute, like, hand on her chest, three face, looking proud of herself. Uh-huh. Uh, that she she does whenever Shiki asks if she, want, if she wants food. <laughs> um that girl can eat she can eat uh where is shiki getting the money to pay for pies i i also had this question and then i was like "Mm, dream yeah 
Shiki always, in this dream, Shiki's always like running on empty, but has just enough money to pay for whatever he needs uh-huh. in that scene. Yeah. Which is goofy. But I think mostly works. Uh-huh. We get uh, a little bit of a peek into Akiha's dorm life, uh, which includes that she has a roommate who likes flashy things like metallic chains. Huh. And Akira li- says that and she's like, oh, like jewelry. And Akira's like, no, um, no, I'm not explaining this. <laughs> so Akiha's a BDSM roommate, I guess. <laughs> huh. I wouldn't surprise if be surprised if Soka, uh, that was the name given, uh, like shows up as like a melty blood character with like a chain whip or something. I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised. Um, after they have lunch, they like go on a walk together. She, uh, Akira had an appointment, but saw that Shiki was going to ask her to go to lunch after snack. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's really cute that that her future vision also works just for like very mundane things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she already like pushed her appointment back in preparation uh-huh. for him asking her to go to lunch. They eat at a relatively fancy hamburger place, which is a very funny sentence. Uh, we find out a little bit more stuff about Akira. She's from up north in Japan. Her family brews alcohol. Uh, she prefers Western beer, though, <laughs> which is very funny. To yeah, she, yeah, Shiki's like, oh, what kind of alcohol do you like? And she's like, can I say Western beer? <laughs> Tsukihime underage drinkers stay winning, man. This is a perfect time to bring up. There is a when you boot up the game, you get a a the daily tight moon logo, and then it's a daily message, and the daily message is just a, a sprite of a character, and um like something. It might be like lucky so, item. Yeah. Dot 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 apron. Mm-hmm. Um. That kind of thing. Or it could be like, oh, hey, here's, um, here are the, like, birthday and blood type and three measurements for each of the heroines. Or for a heroine. Um, there are apparently over 200 of them. There, there are birthday messages. If you mm-hmm. log in on each of the, each of the main heroine's birthdays, uh, you get a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of which are really cute. Some of which are, uh, fine um there's also one that shows up with a character that we haven't talked about yet but uh that just says uh please don't drink if you're under 20 (laughs) (laughs) uh which is very funny given how many characters in this game uh are drinking underage yeah drinking underage yeah it's very good it's a good time Mm mm-hmm the other thing that happens in the akira scene is that we meet another new character who's like this boy about akira's age who's got like a blue hair and like a like side shaves and he looks really weird because takeuchi's not as good at drawing men as he uh-huh. is drawing uh women and that's already a stretch he's all, still pretty rough at drawing in general uh-huh um but this kid is like really weird we never get a name for him he does tell a very interesting anecdote about how Akiha was once pushed off the roof of the Asagami Academy, uh, survived, got up, and then roundhouse kicked in the head the person who pushed her off. So that Incredible. paints a fascinating picture of what Asagami is like. Uh, and then the two of them go off together. Don't know who the kid is. No idea. Right. So I assume he'll come up again. 
Akira also lends Shiki a manga. Which doesn't um, ever come up again, does it? It does. Oh, if shit. you don't go to... No, wait. Yeah, you go to luncher, you go home, and then eat dinner at home. Uh, you get a scene of uh, Shiki reading the manga. Oh. Is it a unlock? No. Oh, I never got this. It's a, like... I don't remember it well enough. I didn't take good enough notes. It's uh-huh. a fine scene of Shiki reading a manga and Akiha getting all huffy. Uh-huh. Um, Cute. Yeah. Shiki's like, oh, d- did you want to read it? Akiha's like, that's not the issue. <laughs> the issue is who you borrowed it from. Uh-huh. <sighs> <sighs> a thing in Kagetsu Toya is that sometimes you'll unlock new events by hearing about them enough right mm-hmm. like you hear someone talk about the athletic festival and suddenly if you go to school it can be the athletic festival mm-hmm. you know sports day sports day it, sports day isn't very good no it's awful there are let's see there's one kind of cute cg uh-huh that's the best i can say for sports day yeah, it's mainly an excuse to like show uh ciel and akiha in like the like anime like sports uniform like Mm -hmm. long shirt really short tight pants like Mm -hmm. bloomers you know what Mm -hmm. i mean does anyone is that a real i have no idea there's no way kids are actually running around in those outfits anymore were they ever no idea ben did anime just completely invent that Was it a thing in the 90s for, like, five minutes until it became so fetishized they had to, like, give them pants, which they should have given them in the first place? I have legitimately zero idea. (sighs) Anyway, yeah, it's just, he promises to have lunch with both of them independently. Mm -hmm. There's a weird scene where Akiha's ex-fiance shows up and is, like, leering at girls and, like, talking to Shiki like he's an ally to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which his again, this dude looks like he's like forty. Not that a not that a eighteen year old being horny for a fifteen year old isn't like also kind of weird uh-huh. at times. But there's like that's three years. Not like oh, I'm like three times your age. Yeah, he's bad. He's like he sucks. He like jokes about how he was so close to getting a Kiha to do whatever he wants, and it's Ugh. like ew, ick. Um, this. This game is a character assassination of many characters, but none more so than Tonoshiki, who is like, well, this guy's nice to me, so I guess I can't tell him off, mm-hmm. and is just a fucking creep in this game. Mm-hmm. I liked Shiki at parts of Tsukihime. Shiki in this game, far fewer parts. Yeah. Where he's like remotely good. Very few. He's where just he's enjoyable. Such a like harem protagonist, like comedy guy now. Yeah. He alternates between I don't have a character, I'm just here for funny goofs. Um and to, to like rooting around in people's underwear drawers. Yeah. To it <laughs> this scene, yeah. I I hate this guy. Yeah. That's Kukamine. Yeah. The Kukamine guy. Um, yeah, the one good joke of this is, like, cut to them having lunch, and, like, there's the CG of uh, Akiha and CL with their lunches pressed together, both looking mad, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And they're, like, trading barbs back and forth. 
Um, Akiha tells CL to go move her lunch onto a lamp. Senpai, I have lunch. I must have lunch with Nissan, so please move on top of a lamppost and have your lunch there, which is a legitimately funny. You're not understanding, Akiha-san. I've told you before, I made the promise first. How about you return to your mansion and have lunch? I'll not say anything about it, so you can eat Kohaku-san. <laughs> now, now, you shouldn't try so hard to imitate a human. <laughs> it's very, those are very, those are good jokes. Uh-huh. Um... And, like, Shiki's watching this, and he's like, well, the only way this could be more, like, like intense is if there was, like, a painting of a dragon fighting a lion in the background. And then, like, they, like, say one more shitty thing to each other, and then the background of the CG changes to that. And he's like, whoa, <laughs> there it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dumb scene, but, you know. Uh-huh. Let's talk about some some goofy stuff that leads into uh one of my favorite scenes in this game yeah very short scene uh, yeah but still very like has good weight to it uh-huh. or the highest that kagetsu toya at most points can hope to achieve is to remind me of stuff i really liked in tsukihime yes some of the main plot stuff has its own stuff going on yeah. but like when it involves one of the other girls it's going to be like ah oh, do you remember that thing you liked uh-huh this I isn't do not as good. I do like Kisui. Yeah. Yeah. There are two like puzzles in this game that stand out a little more. They're both involving a safe that Kohaku wants to open. There's two keys to the safe mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. One of them you solve by going into Makihisa's room because as Shiki puts it, well, of course the, all the answers will be there. Maybe it's in his journal. <laughs> uh it's not it's not but but it is in his room you get like a like quiz show run by kohaku wearing like a sorry run by mysterious uh mysterious hooded girl amber mysterious magical girl and broomstick girl magical broomstick girl amber Uh uh-huh no broomstick girl magical amber okay (laughs) uh yeah she has this like um long spiel where she like complains about how no one likes her and uh-huh. she's forced to do shitty jobs like this uh and she how she, i guess she's she guesses she's lucky that she got a root at all mm-hmm. and it's like yeah i'm so sorry Kohaku, you deserve better than this so yeah it's like trivia questions about tsukihime well there are three Fine. it randomly chooses between trivia questions about tsukihime trivia questions about this game and uh general knowledge mm-hmm. which is like uh what are nicknames for ranges from what is your nickname for venus to what is the national bird of uh uh-huh. japan to yeah. like yeah yeah it's i think that it, it would be the scene that is tied to this the scenes that are tied to this are very short right mm-hmm. if this was more if puzzles like this were more tied into the plot uh and the questions were related to this game instead of so it was like a scavenger hunt that could be yeah. more fun uh-huh. instead it's just like kind of a weird vestige of something yeah um anyway yeah so there's a quiz show the other thing is a little more roundabout how you get the second key yeah okay so at some point you well right no tells a-, a story or refuses to tell a story about how the detached building is haunted by a cat and Kahaku also says something about... I think it's when you went the horror scene with Kahaku. Kahaku also says something about the detached building and being haunted by a cat. Uh-huh. So 
she decides to go out there and see what's up one night and finds uh, Arcoid in a cat suit. Yeah, there's a good, like, tense bit where he's like, you know, actually, Makisa did murder a lot of cats and there's a mass cat grave on the ground. So if something was going to be haunting the Tono Mansion, it would probably be hundreds of cats. And actually, I'm a little freaked out. And he, like, he starts to hear, like, cat noises and he throws open the door to the detached house leading outside. And, uh, yeah, there's Arcoid in a big cat suit. <laughs> Great spray. With a big, big cat head on. Perfect. Like a mascot spray. suit. Uh huh. <laughs> and she's doing like a half Neko arc face. <laughs> um. And she's. Yeah, it's like. It's such a dumb joke that it wraps around to being funny again, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Shiki takes out a gun and starts chasing Arcoid around, firing wildly Which, at her. Yeah. Uh, she gets hit a couple times, but discards her cat suit to reveal a sexier cat suit underneath. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're great. Arcoid stays winning. Arcoid rules. There's there's a bit where she he's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And she's like, "I don't really remember anymore. This is just something I do now." Yeah. <laughs> uh, she decides to put on the cat suit. Yeah, he wears the big cat suit to bed for some reason. To bed. We don't get a sprite or a CG of him wearing the cat suit, uh, which I am bummed about. It would be very funny. I just think we deserve that. Uh, so this, like, sets you into a special next day where mm-hmm. Shiki is a cat. <laughs> uh-huh. Shiki wakes up a cat with parted hair that looks like Shiki's. <laughs> and, uh, is, like, found by Hisui, who calls him Katsama. No, she asks if he's friends with the Katsama who lives in the courtyard, which is uh-huh. very cute. Uh, and, like, picks him up, and he, like, wrestles away, away from her. Then uh, wanders into... Akiha's room sees Akiha writing real life fanfic between Akiha and Shiki. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then Akiha notices the cat, erases the fanfic, turns around and is like, "You saw that, didn't you?" <laughs> grabs a grabs a handful of She's knives. Like, She's like, "All girls are friends to cats. Come here." <laughs> uh-huh. She's got like exacto knives and pens and starts whipping them at him as he like flees. <laughs> Uh, and then Kahaku grabs him. Uh-huh. Finds him, grabs uh, he him. He sees Kohaku after escaping, uh, Akiha and is like, oh no, she's the worst of all. <laughs> I can't let her catch me. And then she immediately catches him and is like, haha, I saw you trying to run away from me, so I'm gonna trap you in my bedroom. <laughs> <sighs> she, like, pets him and then mm-hmm. decides to give him a very thorough bath that, uh, he exclaims he's been ruined <laughs> for marriage. <laughs> Um, yeah, so all of this, like, weird joke, uh, ends with him going to the detached house and, like, seeing that there's a secret panel in the wall, which is where you get the second key. There's a secret panel towards the ground. Ah. So he wouldn't have noticed it if he was a human, because he wouldn't have been looking close enough to the ground to see it. As... Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, Shiki, like, is like, oh, I'll visit here again when I'm not a cat anymore. And then he mm-hmm. falls asleep and wakes up in his bed. And it's like, that was weird. And then goes back to sleep. Yep. Because <laughs> he's not a cat at all. Um, yeah, so you go back to the house and Shiki finds the other key. Yep. And then you have two keys. Aside from the meta stuff that carries over between days, I think this is the only evidence of, like, oh, physical things also carry over. Like, yeah, I kind of thought, like, Ichigo's tube of gold paint would come up or mm-hmm. something like that. There's a couple of things that Shiki picks up. 
mm-hmm. that I wonder if at some point there was plans for them. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just the keys. Yep. Kohaku wants to open a safe. Yeah. She's been lo- wait, looking for something that is in that safe. Well, she's been looking for something and hasn't found it anywhere else in the mansion. She thinks so it's, it's like, safe. okay, it's in the safe. There are three scenes here, and it depends on who you have seen last, I think, or who you visited earlier in the yeah. day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, there's one neutral scene, one joke scene, and one uh, true scene, I guess, would be the... Let's neutral first. Yeah. Uh, if you... Well, yeah. If you haven't seen either of the other two characters that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. um, you open the safe, and inside there's a photograph. Just nothing else, just a picture uh-huh. of a young Shiki kissing the forehead of a young Akiha. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, oh, this isn't what you're looking for. And Koku's like, oh, yeah, that was what I was looking for. I just... I, I knew that there was a photo from back then, mm-hmm. and Makihisa didn't let me look at it, uh, but I knew he wouldn't throw it away. Mm-hmm. so i've been looking for it i just wanted to see if there was a reminder of those of those old days i don't is know this is the one where shiki's like oh why don't you hold on to it and and kaku's like oh no no no, i couldn't no. do that um and it, yeah leaves it to shiki yeah and he's like okay and he takes the the photo he's like uh akiha will like lose it if she sees this picture so i mm-hmm. can't show her uh the second one is if you see arcweed in the morning and then come back to the mansion and open the safe inexplicably yeah. there's a picture of shiki kissing the forehead of young arcweed <laughs> uh-huh a tiny little arcweed which is very cute to see a tiny little arc uh-huh. uh and like he like flips out and is like trying to be like she must have broken into the house and like made this photograph somehow and kohaku's like Little Shiki would just give out kisses to anyone. <laughs> I guess. I'm going to tell Akiha. <laughs> She's going to kill you. Um, and then the actual good scene. The good scene. One sec. Right. So you hang out with Isui in the morning. You get those three sprites of... Uh, the three CGs of her in slightly different head positions. Uh-huh. Um... And, yeah, Shiki opens the safe, and inside is a picture of him kissing the forehead of young, or young him kissing the forehead of young Hisui. Uh-huh. And he's, like, he's struck by this photo in a way that he isn't by the by the Akiha one, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's, like, hit by it a little heavier. Mm-hmm. And, like, he doesn't, he asked if he could keep the Akiha one, but mm-hmm. he doesn't ask that. And when he turns to Kohaku, he sees that she's crying. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is what she's actually looking for. She's not looking for a photograph of those old days. She's looking for the photograph of him and Hisui together. Because Kohaku wants to be Hisui and love Shiki. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because that could be her. But uh-huh. it's not, right? Yeah. I love Kohaku. I love Kohaku so much. Yeah, she like like turns her head really sharply to the side and like tries to pretend she's not crying and then you know. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like she he's like, this is this is like a big thing. Like she's very fragile about this. Uh-huh. And he asks her to keep it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, No, it's not it's not mine. It's yours or Hisui's. And he's like, well, I can't show it to Hisui because it would be very embarrassing. And I can't keep it because I don't have a photo album. So please, until I buy a photo album, will you just keep take care of it for me? 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, to Kohaku-san, this is Hisui's precious memory, so she knows that Hisui needs to have it. But all the more that's true, this is also the dream she wanted when she was young. She looked at Hisui, realizing that it cannot become true. Hisui is what she wanted to become. Mm-hmm. Kahaku's great. Mm-hmm. She just sort of, like, clutches the photo to her chest, finally agreeing to keep it. Uh-huh. This is the Kahaku I like. Yeah. The depressed one. <laughs> I like this Kahaku-san best. Yeah. She's very good as the thing. So... That's uh, the one good Kaku scene in the in the, in the game. Mm-hmm. There's one more scene we'll talk about with her, but it's a festival. Mm. That was not a good Kaku scene. Let's continue the the good scenes <clears throat> with uh, a nightmare. Oh yeah, this scene rules. Okay, so at some point during the game, Shiki hears from each of the girls that they're having nightmares. Mm-hmm. Uh there's a scene with Arkweed, which we will talk about next time because it's tied into one of the short stories. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about how the unlock scenes for all the short stories later. So there's a, a lot of the unlock scenes for short stories don't are like kind of funny one-off things yeah. and don't really. None of this really fits together. I'm uh, so sorry, dear listener, that you're like, I mean, listen, you're subscribed to this podcast. You know what you're in for. This is your fault. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, this is this is a messy episode already. We don't want to complicate it further with, like, here are ten one-off lol scenes that, uh-huh. like, unlock a short story. We'll just do that. A couple of them are time. very good scenes, yeah. but they're also long, and this episode's going to be too long yeah. as it is. Uh, so Arkweed has nightmares, but we're going to talk about that one next time. The other girls are having nightmares too, but we don't know they what they are. They just talk about them at night it's, one time. They say it's the worst thing they could imagine. Yeah. Is how each of the girls talks about it. Which, I think we... What? Akiha, it's killing Shiki. Yeah, probably. Or or Shiki getting with another girl. <laughs> one of the two. Uh, Hisui, it's probably losing Shiki. Or, or Kohaku. Or Kohaku. Kohaku, it's killing everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, or, right, no, Hisui's was um, Kohaku never returning to, like, normal Kohaku. Uh-huh. And Hisui having to stay, like, placid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. These, this is conjecture. Yes. <laughs> None of this is in the game. We do see CL and Arkweed's nightmares, though. Yeah. Speaking of. So, CL's nightmare takes place after CL, a date with CL. Uh-huh. We didn't talk about the CL date. No. It's, like, they go to a... It's a goofy scene. It's a goofy scene. You it's can like, go to a... She wants to study, and he's, like, he, like, bribes her with a date uh-huh. and brings her to the curry restaurant in town. Uh-huh. Uh, she eats bread and then is, like, storms the kitchen demanding the recipe. She breaks the table. <laughs> <laughs> and she, he's for trying to pretend she didn't break the table and then like demands all the money in his pockets <laughs> and then like runs to the kitchen and starts arguing with the chef about the recipe uh and she can either run out of there at that point mm-hmm. uh and then if you i i think it's a little bit funny that when if you try to go back at night uh the restaurant is closed with a sign that just says ran out of ingredients uh-huh uh but if you stay if you stick it out um 
endure the embarrassment of having your dinner guest storm the kitchen demanding uh-huh. <laughs> the recipe of stuff uh uh yeah uh they they eat lunch and then go back home and tl's like well i guess it's time for patrol and but she's like oh, come along walking because she's like go if you want to stay over tonight wait at my place oh right troll right, and right, he's like yeah. what if i went with you yeah he like calls her cl in a soft voice which is cute instead uh-huh. of senpai that's a yeah <laughs> this, there are some like cute like oh if this was if this was on cl's route this would land better because it could be an actual like romantic scene um i like where the scene goes but i mean like in general there's like a lot of the he scenes are like sure wish that was on he route uh-huh. so that it could have had a like touching nice ending and not ha 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 isn't it funny you got yeah. interrupted yeah there's there's a lot of good dates in this like date moments that we were starving for in tsukihime proper uh-huh that like would have set up the relationships better mm-hmm. um that just happened here instead She's in her holy garb, her like priestess outfit, mm-hmm. and uh, is like talking about how they're going to get swarmed by the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, if any dead are around, they'll be drawn to her clothes to destroy them. Which is fascinating. Because they're blessed. So it's a source of blessing. Now, they're not going to strip her. They're going to try and kill her yeah. uh, to snuff out the, the blessing. Yeah. So it's just she- an interesting, like, dead apparently don't have an idea of, like, power differential. No. And it's like a oh, it's it's always fight with dead. They never uh, run away. Um, she she tells him to be ready to take his glasses off if need be, and uh, I guess this is the first time we'll mention it. Shiki has no ideas that uh, no idea that he has mystic eyes of death perception. Right? Yeah, he's like, why would I take off my glasses? Uh, there's a bit in some other part of the game where it's implied that he doesn't remember fighting any of the main villains in Tsukihime. He thinks mm-hmm. that he was saved from each of them, hmm. which is fun. I miss that. That's fascinating. Uh-huh. It's like one line, but uh-huh. yeah, he doesn't know he has mystic eyes. But nonetheless, he's he he has a knife and he's he's good at using a knife. He knows that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking around and he sees something uh off to the side in the shadows. Yeah, he sees CL, but with red eyes. Huh, that's a bad sign, given what red eyes means in this game. Uh huh. And he's like, hey, CL, do you have a twin or something? CL's like, um, no. She immediately goes, like, grave, you know? Uh, and she's like, I cannot let her see that person. Yeah, he gets a really bad feeling. Uh, and CL immediately is like, okay, you were looking over there? Huh? <laughs> and yeah, yeah. The figures already disappeared down uh, an alleyway. Mm-hmm. Down the alleyway. Ben, we get confirmation that there is one alley in this town. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think alley. it's kind of a joke. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the joke, but also it is very funny that it is the alley. The murder alley. Um, yeah, she tells him to stay put and runs for the alley, and Shiki immediately follows her because mm-hmm. he's Shiki. And uh, what do we oh, see when we get into the alley? Sick. Uh, uh, yeah, we get Vampire CL. Roa or Roa CL. CL. Yeah. Um, just incredible like just wearing the outer coat of cl's uniform not even it's not part of her uniform it's the same color it's the same i guess is why i associate it with she's got like a a sick cape on yeah and nothing else which is very funny 
A hint of titty under there. There's a hint of titty under there. She's got uh red claws and red eyes. That's sick. No glasses, right? Yeah, no and, glasses. And uh, longer hair. Mm -hmm. And she looks uh mean. Uh huh. <laughs> like like she's having a great time. <laughs> uh huh. It's um... it's really. We complained so much about CL never confronting her past. Yeah, this is like I finished this scene and I was like, why was this not in the main game? Where was this on CL's route? Uh -huh. We talked about in our in our wrap up for Tsukihime episode that my favorite CL is CL on night two of her being like, oh, I can never be forgiven. I did a unforgivable thing that like, even if forgiveness can be given, like I don't deserve it. It's the CL um, who during the, the showdown goes to the school to, to be kill and be killed. Yeah. With Cheeky to like die together with uh -huh. the like cold CL who has no hope, you know, because yeah. she can't process her feelings about the things that she is responsible for. Uh huh. That immediately after that scene, she completely forgets about because she's too busy thinking about Cheeky. Yeah, and Cheeky shows up in the alleyway. There's a great, uh, there's a great like line about him, uh, like smelling blood as he gets near and like like. It smells so bad that he has to, like, it feels like it's on him and he, like, wipes off his cheek. Because uh -huh. uh, it feels like there's just blood everywhere. Uh, the, he shows up and Rosiel is like, it's refreshing to be loved, isn't it, CL? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which is the sick as hell thing to say to your, your better self. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, she's, this is, it's so good. Um, it's great because it makes... Like, both, one, like, uh, I, it's not spoilers. Like, we've said it's a dream at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. It It is nice. The dream framing does some cool things. Like, uh -huh. oh, we can have a physical manifestation of this character's trauma. Uh-huh. Uh, we get confirmation at some point that Shiki is the only one dreaming this dream, right? Yes. That everyone else is, like, part of the dream. But... Uh, those people's real dreams are bleeding in. Yeah. Well, yeah, Shiki is the main character, but... He's seeing people's actual dreams. Yes. This is actually what CL is worried about. Yeah. And it, it reframes CL as being not cured in her ending, but like, I'm just going to shove this down a little longer. Mm-hmm. Which is so much more interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's way better than the like, oh, I'm fine now. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> uh-huh. She clashes Which, with... Yeah. Oh, finish what you were saying. Even just most of her on that route is like, I want to die. I'm not really going to dig into why. Mm -hmm. um, or, yeah, or even search for a different... Anyway, yeah, that's fine. Um, They clash and, like, the Roa CL is like, oh, you're a lot more talented than I am. Than I, You're a lot stronger now, but you're like missing something inherent to who you are. Uh -huh. You know, and that's why she can't beat uh -huh. this monster. Uh-huh. And it just breaks CL's spirit. She like collapses and starts like crying in the middle uh -huh. of this fight. She was like clutching her black keys so hard that her fingers, her like knuckles are bleeding. And then she just crumples. I think it's, yeah, it's the, it's uh, Roa CL saying like, did you understand? I told you many times you can't kill me because I am you. Someone you fear, a nightmare of your past. You can never kill me. Uh-huh. And CL's like, yeah, I mean, I, uh. 
this sucks. She, like, yeah, in a she. way that, yeah, this is this rules because uh-huh. I think CL is like has that moment of like, oh, I'm seeking redemption, and then there there are moments on her route where she's mm-hmm. a traumatized person trying to deal with trauma mm-hmm. from her past. But for the most part, she's kind of fine. And then, like, yeah. obviously the ending, she's, like, totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending, especially the good end, which we both love, but is, like, really, really just, oh, isn't it funny when CL and Arkweed are both horny for Shiki? Kagetsutoya is what if the good ending too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is this is a great, like, that line specifically, but also just in general, is like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this didn't go away and and moreover like i don't know what i'm saying never mind mm-hmm. just ignore me wait, wait, wait what happened i lost the train of thought there uh it's yeah it's a great like oh yes this is what it is like to deal with trauma uh-huh. or like to have done something bad in your past that you regret and there's like you can't go back and fix it mm-hmm. it's just a thing that you have to live with for the rest of your life and cl really needs therapy uh-huh but also, like, Roa Ciel's never going to leave her alone entirely. Uh-huh. Because that was still something that Ciel did and yeah. has to live with forever. In, in Getcha, in the plus disc, it felt like they were moving away from that and, like, being like, no, Ciel was there, but really it was Roa and she's not really responsible for these things. And this feels like it's going the other way and being like, Ciel was a participant in those crimes, whether she uh-huh. was coerced or not. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shiki grabs onto her and is treated to a vision of a church in a small uh-huh. town. Yeah. Uh, filled to the brim with blood. <laughs> filled with a, a pool of blood and, like, the writhing bodies of limbless people begging to be freed. Yeah. The writing's a little... to be killed. ...hard to follow. Um, but, it, yeah, it's like a crypt or something. is like, like, literally a pool of blood uh-huh. that, um... Shiki is seeing through Roa Ciel's eyes. Uh-huh. And is just, like, watching these, like... And, like, hearing her thoughts. Yeah. She's just like, oh, I'm bored. And, like, like you said, I think you said she, like, crushes someone's skull as she's, like, walking past and then just locks them I all in the church. It's, like, as she... She just, like, drops the door on the, like... I, I Based on that description, it feels like an underground kind of thing. Uh-huh. She just, like, drops the door and, like, crushes someone's skull and just wanders away. Uh-huh. Um, like, ugh to find something to amuse me i guess and uh she like stumbles back from cl and she's still crying and still still there in that moment oh. remembering those things uh and he grabs her arm and tr- like pulls her out of the alley and like runs into the street but she's not there anymore and just roa cl is with him mm-hmm. <laughs> she he she never left the alley <laughs> uh roa cl tells him that she's going to be trapped in that moment until she like opens her eyes <laughs> uh-huh <sighs> yikes yeah and then rosie yells like you have your own shit to deal with man we'll find out more about that in uh-huh. the main plot stuff but shiki has his own nightmares yeah uh and <laughs> she stabs shiki in the throat and says in a nice voice sweet dreams i'm counting on you for tomorrow too tono-kun and like laughs in like a really genuine CL laugh, like she's just having a good t- day, you know. Incredible. And uh, yeah, Shiki dies. Uh-huh. Uh, you can die in this, and Shiki just wakes up in bed yeah. the next day. Yeah. There's no no lasting damage. 
you, if you die in the dream, you do not, in fact, die in real no. life. <laughs> um, this scene rules. It's a great scene. It's a, it's one of the best CL moments. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also one more thing. It's is like, great that there's no conclusion to that. Uh-huh. It's also, there's a there's a fun thing around, uh, Rosiel says, like, you being around gives me form. Mm-hmm. Which is a great, like, I think it is both in the context of the dream, Shiki is the main character, so, like, it's kind of like a video game uh-huh. that, uh, if he's not around, can't load as many models. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also a, like, no, someone who cares about CL being near her mm-hmm. drags this trauma to the top in a way that, like... Being confronted with, am I a person worth loving, means that you take a harder look at the actions that you've taken mm-hmm. than just like, oh, cold CL going out, like, killing things. Uh-huh. Is like, oh, yeah, she can just do that and and push this down and, like, not uh-huh. have to think about it because, like, oh, yeah, I'm a tool to be used to mm-hmm. keep the world safe. Yeah, like, she... If she was in that alley fighting that monster alone, she might have been able to at least hold her own. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's someone who cares about her being there is uh-huh. hard to deal with. What if CL was good? What if this game posits, what if CL was sick, actually? <laughs> in this one scene, and then every other time is like, ha ha ha, isn't it funny that CL likes curry? This game is a sequence of uh, a series, in fact, a a collection, if you will, Mm -hmm. of wouldn't it be cool if this scene uh, had more impact or was like a larger part of this game and then decides to not go that direction and instead make more really bad jokes. Yep. Speaking of a mixed bag. Let's talk about the last, like, non-main plot thing that we've got. Yeah. The cultural festival. As you play the game, people start, like, building up this cultural festival that's going to happen, the mm-hmm. school festival. You know, like, classic anime stuff. There's a, a school festival. Every class does, like, a shop or, a like, event or something like that. One of the cute scenes with uh, Akiha is um, Shiki and Akiha, and it legitimately feels like they're brother and sister, yeah. like normal brother and sister. And Shiki's like, oh, what are you all doing for the, yeah, the cultural he, festival? He tricks her into saying like, what they're doing for the festival, which she's trying to keep secret because Akiha is really bad at telling when people are lying to her or uh-huh. trying to trick her. Um, and yeah, she's like, oh, we're doing a haunted house, and I'm dressing up as a nekomata. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just like a fun, like, oh, yeah, that's that's a really cute uh, Shiki tricking her into telling telling him that her class is doing a haunted house and what her costume is. Uh-huh. Uh, there's some good bits where, like, uh, <laughs> there's, like, this small building plot where, like, the class is getting more stressed out and mm-hmm. like Shiki at some point is like, yeah, they're arguing about like what we're going to be doing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. She, she, Akiha's like, shouldn't you be there? And he's like, it's not, it's not important. They can decide without me. And it turns out on the day of that they've prepared three different things because he never showed up to vote and he's the deciding vote. <laughs> it's so funny that in a class of 40 votes are split 13, 13, 13. And cause Shiki wasn't there to, to break the vote. They had to, they had to prepare for three different things. Uh-huh. Pretty funny. Pretty so, funny. So, there's, like, three different, uh... There's a, you have to do this, like, four or five times to get everything. Yeah. I think. 
I think five. Um, you pick what your class is doing, and that affects like the the scene you can get later, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you can, yeah, pick which floor to visit. It's really interesting that this place is four floors because that the school's four floors mm -hmm. because there isn't a th anything on the first floor ever. They're like administrative offices. I guess how many floors are Japanese Club rooms. schools usually? I think stay night school is also fourth floor or four mm -hmm. floors. I think like club rooms is the thing. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. There was a discussion in the abnormal mapping Discord about clubs. Uh huh. Um, or was it? I don't know. It was somewhere. Um, I think it was abnormal mapping. Uh, and. Yeah, I also, none of the clubs I was a part of got funding, but uh -huh. at least my, it can't be that every anime is just making up that clubs are like a huge thing. I uh -huh. think part of the thing is also that like a lot of uh, high schools are private uh -huh. in Japan, so like there's just more money around. I think you also have to pay for public high school. Uh-huh. Um. And so, like, yeah, it makes sense that there's four four floors that that uh, first years have to walk the farthest, uh -huh. so they're on the fourth floor, and third years are on the second floor, and then second years are on the third floor, and um, club rooms and admin offices and stuff. Are in the uh huh. Um, so the three things that you can that the class can be doing is a um. A tea room. A tea room, but the gimmick is that it's a it's a runaway tea room, and if you can escape without being pinned by the waiters, uh, then you don't have to pay. Which is, I would, I would go to a place like that and just to like see if anyone else tried to escape and then pay because I just had tea and cake and I don't want to like run and get pinned. <laughs> well, that's the thing in this. I think you didn't get the original scene of that, but uh, yeah, there's like. A bunch of like really beefy people have been coming by and like just beating the shit out of the waiters <laughs> on their way out, and they're down to three boys left in the class because everyone else is in the infirmary, <laughs> and like people are coming in droves just to like watch challengers who play American football like swagger. <laughs> it's a good bit. Uh huh. Um. So what you're saying is you go in the hopes that the entirety of the defensive. Uh, They're just to watch the waiters get their asses kicked. But but I mean, like, if all of the waiters have their asses kicked, you can just go. And then you just like walk out. You don't have to. You don't have to like push through. Mm -hmm. Just like, oh yeah. Uh, there's a planetarium slash movie. Yeah, which is a trailer for Tsukihime too. <laughs> I get. I think it's like a joke trailer for fake Tsukihime too. It's, it's kind too, of a joke trailer. Yeah. But it's also, like, it definitely does share some stuff with, like, oh, yes, there are actual parts of this that would be in Skihime too. Yeah, stuff about dead apostles and stuff like yeah. that. Um, they dropped the R word once. Uh, that's fun. Thanks, Lunacy. Um, the third thing we'll talk about in a bit, because it has actual, like, character is involved with it, but uh, it's a... Yeah, that? it's a Oh. Uh, it's a costume shop. Yeah. Uh, slash like photography thing. The bo the boys want to do the photography, like cosplay. The girls want to do the the tea room and watch the boys get their asses kicked. And uh, everyone's neutral if you pick the yeah. um the the planetarium. Uh, also notable that Shiki at some point in here Shiki talks about how the girls in their class are unusually bloodthirsty as a rule and <laughs> the most violent girl of all is their like class leader very funny 
I love feral girls. No wonder Yumizuka was like that. It's just the whole class is like that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, remember Yumizuka? No. Yeah, she died, remember? Who's she? Well, she's a dead person now. <laughs> we'll, th- we will have some mentions of Yumizuka briefly. Next episode. Yeah. But she's not really here. There's, Maybe more than right. mentions? I don't want to promise more than mentions. We'll see. It would be, it would be nice if we got a little more Yumizuka. But. There's a Yumizuka sprite in the like daily tips. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't recognize her. Oh my god, Jen. It's Yumizuka. You're in the fan club. Have you I'm, seen this murder? I'm joking. <laughs> it's been a long time. Well, no, actually, we saw her in Plus Disc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, complaining a lot. Yeah. It's her new personality trait. Uh-huh. So let's go over the different... Like, everyone except Arkweed and, and dead Yumizuka uh-huh. gets a scene for the, the festival. Yeah. So the, the general setup is you pick which one of the three your class is going to do in the morning. And then Shiki... Uh, Goes to hang out with someone. Well, yeah. Shiki gets the morning off. He doesn't have to work in the morning. So he hangs out with someone and then he comes back. And you can either help your class out or you go take a stroll around and just like blow off your class, which yeah. that's a rude thing to do. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, pick whatever you want and then let's go to the first or the fourth floor first year for the morning hangout. Let's go visit Akiha. Yeah. A haunted house. What kind yeah. of haunted house is she doing? Like something cute? Um, well, it's not up, exactly. It? It's it gives the impression that this is a like professional haunted house made by people who really know what they're doing or maybe that there's really dead people in the <laughs> room she's like the vibe is making people way more uncomfortable than scared because <laughs> there's like yeah there's like dead bodies hanging around there's, it's like way too high production for a high school it's worth adding the context that last year when shiki was a first year his class was the one to do a haunted house and uh arihiko and him got in a lot of trouble because arihiko really legitimately kidnapped children (laughs) the inudake child kidnappings uh they shut down the monster the haunted house early because of that Uh uh-huh um so uh i think uh, Shiki has plenty of reason to be a little too worried about exactly where those bodies came from. It's also good to note that uh, Akiha is both at once a student at um, Asagami Academy and then also transferred here, depending on the scene. Yeah, again, like dream logic. Of... Uh huh. Did we get the bit where everyone in her class calls her Akiha-sama? No, they also all call Shiki Nissan, which is... <laughs> Shiki's like, stop calling me that to one of the boys. It's like, but you're Nissan. You're Akiha-sama's Nissan. What do you mean? <laughs> and they just get confused, and he's like, what the fuck is she doing to these kids? It's very funny. Um, other highlights of the uh, the monster house is there's like a door that you open, and it's like the balcony, and people have almost fallen off because they're being <laughs> like chased towards it or something. Uh-huh oh jeez. yeah shiki makes it through the whole time fretting about how they're gonna get in so much trouble for how realistic this all is oh one more thing they got two rooms which is not unheard of but mm-hmm. shiki's like hmm not only did they get 
uh, to do the haunted house, which there's only one per <laughs> allowed per grade because haunted uh-huh. houses are the the like most money making thing. Mm. Um, but also they got two rooms, which is that's another huge ask. He's like, how much power does a Kiha have? <laughs> um, I get the impression that she walked up with a wad of cash and just handed it to the student council president. And uh-huh. was like, I would like everything, please. <laughs> and next year I'm taking your job. <laughs> so Shiki knows that he's be- he's made it to the exit. He just has to get through a like one last curtain to escape. Mm-hmm. And he notices that someone's creeping up behind him. And he's like, okay. This is it. They've saved their biggest scare for last. I'm going to turn around and just let them let them have their moment. <laughs> Shiki turns around and Akiha has her hands up in like a like nya pose. <laughs> she has whiskers. She's got a three face like a kitty face. She's got cat ears. She's got cat ears and she's wearing like a ghostly kimono. Uh-huh. Gata. Uh and yeah, there's a there's like a canned meow sound effect as she appears. She says, I'm gonna eat you. Yeah, she adds nya after every sentence. Shiki's like, Shiki's like, I, there's a lot going on here, but the first thing I have to do is murder wh- whatever fucker taught her how to talk like that. Uh, <laughs> so she's like, she's like doing the like, aren't you scared, nya thing? And he's like, you look like you're having a lot of fun, Akiha. And it cuts to this other sprite of her, like, folded up into herself, like, looking distressed, like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Her ears are, like, flattened out, like she's sad, yeah. She's like, I'm doing this as part of my class, I'm not enjoying anything, I'm just doing it because it's my job. And also, I've been scaring everyone. And also, everyone's been scared so far, and he's like, well, how have they reacted to you? Uh, let me see. They were at a loss for words and closed their eyes nervously and ran out. Uh, and I don't know why, but all of them coughed, coughed once, unnaturally. I wonder what that means. <laughs> she starts, like, mumbling and thinking about it. And she's like, no, no, no. You're the one who's weird for not being scared. And he's like, I guess you're right. To celebrate, do the pose again. And she does it immediately, <laughs> and the sound effect plays again. <laughs> I'll eat you, nya. <laughs> she says. And Cheeky's like, she's been practicing this a lot. Uh-huh. And then immediately she gets embarrassed <laughs> and like goes back to the like uh, upset pose. And Shiki's like, it's a real bummer I didn't bring Hisui and Kahaku. <laughs> they would love to see this. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go. And she's like, just spit it out. I know you're thinking something. And uh, he's like, okay, do the pose again. And she does it one more time. And then he's like, it's more cute than scary and makes a run for it. <laughs> this is a great scene. This is the like this uh, is, this is brother sister content brother sister, yeah. that I can get behind is a brother making fun of his little sister for being cute rather than scary. Uh-huh. Totally. It's not horny. Zero She's not horny. being especially weird. It's like it's the 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 like gap between her like terrorizing her class and everyone and also like getting dressed up in a cute cat costume uh-huh. and getting upset when people don't don't think it's scary. <laughs> It's really good. It's funny because she's used to being scary, and this is yeah. like, so disarmingly cute. If she if she did literally nothing except for turn her hair red and look haughty, like uh-huh. everyone would be running out of there. But no, she's, she's adorable. Uh-huh. They're great sprites. <laughs> They're incredible sprites. The the thing that really sells it for me is the canned like uh-huh. every time that she does it. <laughs> 
let's talk about CL next, I guess. Yeah. Um, CL gets the shortest. This is another really meta scene where CL's like, oh, we were preparing for the school play and then it got canceled. Yeah, CL's part of the student council now, for real. She's not just shadow student council president. Yeah. And like Bloom into you, (laughs) uh, they were doing a student council play. Uh Uh-huh. Shiki goes to CL's classroom where they're doing a casino because her class apparently has a gambling problem and CL has never run- lost at blackjack. Uh-huh. He says he asks a bunny-san where she- <laughs> CL is. So, yes, they do have girls in bunny costumes. Um, But, yeah, the scene itself is nothing. It's CL complaining that she didn't get a scene, basically. Yeah. It's like, they're, yeah, it's a fast... I don't want to say fascinating. It's interesting in some ways the like how meta uh, some of like the the game is not consistently breaking the fourth wall Mm -hmm. there are scenes that are just like oh the fourth wall doesn't exist anymore i'm going to talk about popularity polls and how Mm -hmm. uh they were doing like they did a bunch of cgs and then we're like oh well cl got last and we started doing a bunch of cgs yeah and we don't want to like we had planned for the student council to do the play, but now we can't. Um, so there's like a line where she's like, the adults got tired and said, oh, well, it's just CL. Let's stop. And then she has a new sprite where she's carrying an umbrella for some reason. Because I think she says something about like, remember, I was the only one who had a sprite carrying stuff in in the original. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then she has a CL and then she has an umbrella for some reason. Yeah. Uh-huh. I assume that's from something that got cut, but they finished that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, man. She runs off. It's it's nothing. Yeah. The bunny song is the funniest part. Yeah. I love when they add song to the ends of things like that. <laughs> Hisui. Let's talk about Hisui. Hisui, you don't go visit one of the classes. You have to blow off helping yeah. your class in order to see Hisui's scene. Yeah. And you have to have seen both cooking scenes with Hisui. Yeah, yeah. You have to, you have to had spend time with, uh, you have to right. have spend time with Fish-sama. Arihiko, actually, before we yeah, get to Hisui. Arihiko first. if you haven't seen both Hisui he, cooking scenes, and then you you blow off your class to wander around. Mm-hmm. Arihiko shows up in the nasty mushroom costume. Yes, right. Uh, and really briefly is like, hey, uh, Akiha heard the whole story about last year um she heard that these costumes got burned uh and then she remade them because she wants to see you in your in your horror costume or like haunted house costume from last year uh and he's or he goes trying to get shiki to come with him uh, <laughs> to put it on to i guess help with akiha's haunted house they wouldn't fit the um, tone, i don't think uh no but neither does akiha so <laughs> it's a uh, uh right and then and then arhiko gets spotted by a bunch of people who are like the monster mushroom from last year get him uh (laughs) and arhiko jumps out the window and uh bounces away destroying a bunch of food carts it's a pretty funny scene it's very goofy okay so if you have seen both hisui scenes though hisui yeah shiki like sees a crowd of people like following someone like they're a celebrity and then realizes that hisui very calmly walking down the hallway still in her maid costume (laughs) oh oh yeah he like grabs her and runs off and like we get there's also a great line of like people being like who the fuck is that guy and someone's like he's tono no one knows whether he's filthy rich or dead poor (laughs) (laughs) the answer as always is both Uh uh-huh 
He has a maid and can't buy himself lunch. Uh-huh. He's, he's he is here to feed him lunch. But... There's a, a great new like scene of her with the most neutral expression yet that she's ever had. Uh-huh. Holding like clutching a uh bento lunchbox uh-huh. to her chest. That's really cute. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's like, uh, you, well, you're probably not going to like There's this. There's so much food here. You might as well just eat that. I'll go home and die. Uh, and he's like, no, I'm excited to eat your food. Uh-huh. He should not be. Uh, there's like a, a great bit where he's like trying to explain school topics to her a little bit. And she's mm-hmm. like, I've never been to school. Like, just blank eyes. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Poor Hisu and Kahaku. Miracle those girls can read. Uh-huh. Um, so they go to the courtyard to like a secluded area to have lunch. Alternative theory. Hisu and Kaku just study kanji together. They have like three hours blocked out mm-hmm. a day for learning. Uh-huh. Which is cute. Still kind of sad and really disturbed <laughs> that they don't get normal schooling, but you they know. They must have been taught at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, they must have had private tutors. And whoever was Kohaku's private tutor is uh, a monster for not raising any red flags. Uh-huh. Anyway, continuing. <laughs> uh, we have a cute CG of Hisui holding a little lunchbox. Uh-huh. And uh, Shiki's all excited. And she opens the lunchbox in the CG, and it's two rows of sandwiches. On uh, first blush, one of them is normal and one is red. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's like an interesting, like, that must be a different bread. Um, what kind of bread is red? That's fun. Shiki, as he is wont to do, uh, begins laying on compliments about the the, the regular looking sandwiches on the He has like left. three sentences about the, the like, good looking ones. They look ones. so tasty. They look professional. No one can say you can't cook now that you can make sandwiches like this. You couldn't buy those in a store. Uh, and then uh, he's, he's like, uh... Nesan made the ones on the on the left. I made the ones on the right. And he's like, oh, you could definitely buy those in a store. The ones on the right look great. Look really great. Um, yeah. So he's like, okay, I gotta try the the Hispy sandwich, and he picks it up. The sandwiches, which are usually supposed to be dry, are wet <laughs> like rare steak. Like rare steak. The funniest way you could possibly describe a sentence or a sandwich, not a sentence. Um, Hisui heard him say something about plums, but didn't really understand what he was saying. And so she has soaked the sandwiches in pickled plum in umeboshi. <laughs> She's made him a plum sandwich with extra plum juice. Oh. Uh, just if you remember earlier in this episode when we said that Shiki hates the taste of plums. <laughs> he sure does. But likes a little bit of the smell of plum uh-huh. while eating. Uh... But he he digs in. Ah, mm, the taste. Mm, the taste is unique. Munch, munch. I swallow the plum sandwich. No. Plum hell. <laughs> uh, she looks really happy. She's overjoyed that he's eating her cooking. Uh-huh. And he's like, I can't keep doing this, but also she looks so happy and like... He's like, he's sweet. You should have some too. And she grabs one of the Kohaku sandwiches instantly and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We have to share both of them. Kohaku made those for both of us, not just for you now. (laughs) He needs something to get him through this. What does she do with the the wet red sandwich? 
she eats it and and she's Pops like right down. staring at her like how is it and she's like tasty <laughs> the fact that she doesn't know how to cook or can't handle a kitchen knife is only the tip of the iceberg Hisui doesn't cook badly. It's just her incurable tone deafness to taste. Her tastes are naturally different from ours, so the thing that Hisui says is tasty is dot dot dot. Uh, yeah, this is a really, this is a cute, like, romantic scene of Shiki being like, this is hell, but also Hisui's showing more, like, feeling than she has in a year, yeah, so... This happens once a year that Hisui makes herself as vulnerable as this so So i'm gonna start double fisting these sandwiches and just go to town uh Uh, the scene is not interrupted that's just where it ends but uh their lunch as their lunch ends they are interrupted by some yahoo screaming there's a maid here (laughs) and uh they get broken up by crowds of people Mm -hmm. kohaku we're doing the planetarium yeah no photo booth yeah, that's the cosplay Photoshop. Cos- cosplay Photoshop. Uh, Shiki is bored out of his mind. Yeah. He's sitting there, just vibing. He's thinking about how much more fun he'd be having if he could be taking the photographs of uh-huh. girls dressing up and all that stuff. Uh, and a voice. This is Shiki-san. Do I write my name here? Hmm. <laughs> Seems like I'll have to write my last name, too. What should I do? Will Tono Kahaku be okay? And he's still not getting it. And she's like, Tono Kahaku's fine. I'm just going to write it down. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's such, it's so funny to make that, uh-huh. to like write her name as that. It's so fucked up for like five different reasons. The, yeah. Uh-huh. It's really unfortunate that Kahaku and Hisui have no last name of their own. They don't. Shiki finally realizes that Kohaku is here. Uh, she's a little late because she went to visit uh, Kiha's monster house first. So uh-huh. good, good on her. She got to see that. He's And Shiki's like, oh my god, Kohaku is not at the mansion. And he like he throws down his like work apron. He's like, I'll find someone to cover. Like I I want to show you around. I'm really excited. Kaku's like, no, you have to you have to like be responsible for your class. Hmm. She's like, well, okay, but also you're very important. Yeah, it's really cute. He's like, yeah, school's important, but you're precious to me. <laughs> and she, there's like a, she gives that like kind of sad smile that she does sometimes. Uh, oh, I love Kohaku. I love Kohaku. Anyway, the rest of the scene sucks ass. Uh-huh. Um, she like bustles in and says something about wanting to try on a maid uniform. Uh, and Shiki's like, not that it wouldn't look good, but it's a little stale. I've seen that a bunch. <laughs> It would be referencing the times that she drugged her sister and dressed up and tried. It would be incredibly funny if it would be incredibly funny to me if this scene ended with Kahaku walking out of the the classroom wearing Hisu's outfit, basically doing doing the like uh eerie like like eyes closed a different like Uh announce like smile that she does, or even just like yeah. Hisui's outfit or like a recolored version of that like oh good, it's yeah. it's like a dark blue dress instead of brown but no we got um she's wearing a chipao a, mm-hmm. like chinese dress yeah the, the that is also a highly fetishized outfit and talking in, in anime. broken english and like the, the funny bit is that she the character she's playing is like uh a tough guy information broker yeah uh it's not that funny but like 
she's like yeah yeah she's doing a a stereotype that is Uh not super funny no yeah that's about it Mm -hmm. i think she wanders off to show a key the outfit Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh the other um What's it? The planetarium isn't really anything interesting. We already talked about that, right? No, it's it's like a a movie that I don't remember gets shown, and then it's a there's a like in world. It's another fourth wall breaking thing that is like here are like you know six true ancestors and like mm-hmm. some other other stuff that lines up with uh, what else I know about what was planned for Tsukihime two, and then it says like. Skihime 2 slash something like subtitle. the dark six the dark six right um yeah so what happens then if shiki visits his own floor well second year floor if shiki visits his own floor uh it's akira akira did say that she wanted to go to the uh festival uh and not to tell akiha she'd be coming uh-huh. so here she is finally he picks yeah. her up at the front gate actually she's very excited uh, um shiki treats her to a bunch of food he has a bunch of like free food to- tickets and he's uh-huh. like i don't know if these 10 tickets are going to be enough <laughs> and then it turns out that everyone like likes her so much boy or girl he says yeah that they all just pile on free food so there's a bunch of the tickets left at the end she's just cute she's cute fun um it's such a good i just want i like her and akiha so much because akiha's like the tortured brooding older girl and uh-huh. she's like the bubbly little it's a, it's a yuri setup yeah yeah akira starts talking about how everyone's mistaking him for his little sister and she's like she's like yeah everyone knows i have a little sister and she's like isn't akiha's a lot older than me aren't i a little young to be mistaken for your sister and he's like oh no i have another sister uh-huh we've mentioned this a couple times but yeah he has a uh, sibling uh, about her age mm-hmm. uh younger house. what younger even younger i think so yeah you're right <sighs> yeah she's an elementary schooler it based on her melty blood sprite yeah she's, she's pretty, an elementary she's schooler. good at martial arts yeah uh well her name is arima miyako yes. uh and she's not in this game but she gets mentioned and her name comes up mm-hmm. so we'll find out about her i guess someday in melty blood, in melty blood. presumably Shiki's never talked about her and never visited her, so... Yeah. Yeah, the the funny bit with Akira is that she's, like, clearly, like, plotting to spend time with him and, like, has a crush on him, but is, like, too young to really, like, be horny, you know what I mean? Yeah. She just, like, wants to be around him and listen to his voice. Yeah. And Shiki, like, doesn't get it. <laughs> and it's just nice to her because she's cute and, like, he likes to feed her. Incidentally, this is also me with every crush ever. <laughs> it's just, I just want to be around you. Uh-huh listen to you talk which is why we're doing a podcast right so he shows her around everyone loves her and then he's like oh yeah we should check out the freshman classes and she's like nope 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 akiha's there uh don't know senpai is there my favorite one of yeah again we've talked about uh their relationship is akiha and uh akira Mm -hmm. their two relationship is great uh one of my favorite bits is that shiki absolutely doesn't get it and it's like i thought the two of you were on good terms like uh-huh. i thought you liked she's each never other said that she's always said that she's afraid of akiha and akiha uh-huh. bullies her <laughs> he's just like but you two were friendly right yeah he's like and akira's like uh That's one way to put it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah 
so Shiki's like, well, I'm going to hand you over to her after lunch because I have to get back to my class. And she's like, no, 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 please, no, please, no, please. no, no, no. And uh, he like sees a, a vision of a Kiha like doing a big thumbs down, <laughs> like, uh-huh. which is a, also a great spot, right? And he's like, listen, you're going to have to hang out with a Kiha. And she's like begging him not to. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. A Kiha's been behind you for like a couple minutes now. And Akio's like, oh, Seo, I didn't expect to see you here. <laughs> uh-huh, it was not a vision. It was uh-huh. just Akiha. Uh, Akiha's being very nice and, like, saying everything in a really bright tone. And Shiki's like, I'm getting a cold sweat and I'm not sure why. <laughs> um, Akira gets a really cute sprite of her, like, crying in the hallway. With, yeah, with, like, a fangy. Uh-huh. Like, her hair almost. Um... Yeah, Akiya came looking for him because he never made it to the monster house in this uh-huh. version. And he's like, hey, Akiya. And she's like, we'll have our conversation later, Nissan. <laughs> and like grabs Akira's collar and starts dragging her bodily out of the <laughs> hallway while she begs her not to. Yeah, Tono-senpai is horrible, a devil, not even human. The extreme fear must have gone into her head and messed, her mind, <laughs> messed up her mind completely. Akiya responds. Oh, that's unexpected. You only just notice it now after having been by my side for two years? <laughs> drag, 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 drag. Maybe it's because of the sincere reply from Akiha, but Akira-chan seems to have given up and gone limp. <laughs> if I was a barely human monster, I would also make jokes about being a barely human monster uh-huh. <laughs> to scare people. Shiki right. claps twice to pray for her. Uh-huh. And it's like... Oh, yeah, Kiha could probably get a private classroom just easy. Uh-huh. She's going to be the next student council president. Strong candidate. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's all the girls at the uh, cultural festival. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's it's some of the best, like, jokey one-off stuff. Yeah. In the- this yeah, is, yeah. This is uh, I think there were a couple of moments that I didn't super enjoy. Yeah. But overall, like, ugh, yeah. Um, but overall, this is this is the most consistently funny and fun yeah. writing in the game. Mm-hmm. The ending ceremony. Yeah. Uh, there's a big bonfire outside. Mm-hmm. It's a very different tone immediately. Oh, yeah. Shiki's watching the bonfire from, like, the classroom and mm-hmm. getting a little somber, you know what I mean? He's Yeah, he's thinking about how, like, oh, right, we spent, like, a month or two months preparing for this, and now it's over. Mm-hmm. Everything ends. It's podcast drop. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be ecstatic when we finish recording this one. Uh huh. Because it's gonna be over. <laughs> In case you couldn't tell, neither of us liked this game very much. <laughs> no, no, I would definitely uh, on our list of things so far. It's definitely last, even though we don't have that many things on this list. Uh-huh. So. Shiki is watching the bonfire climb up to the sky, and he's suddenly struck by a vision that will lead us into um, the the plot stuff. Mm-hmm. My eyes slowly close, traces of fire so high up, the long funeral march in the valley, clean, impeccable people are holding flowers. We get a background of a sea of like golden wheat, it looks mm-hmm. like. Uh, it's orange, the sun is setting. There's a rocking chair, there's an old man. Under the chair is a black cat. And, uh, yeah, the, the old man and the cat are like looking down at a valley, down into the valley where there's a town celebrating some kind of harvest festival. Mm-hmm. 
She knows the end of the fall is near whenever she hears that sound. There's a sound of bells, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When the festival was about to end, so was her day. Sitting on a chair that doesn't rock and doesn't have anyone. She waits for fall. Yeah. Mm. Who's this cat? And where did the guy go? Well, I guess find we'll out after the break. We don't... Yeah, okay. Uh, let's talk about... It's our ad break, folks. We don't have ad breaks. We have like little interstitial music bits. Please um, keep this bit in, uh, but bleep when I said <laughs> do it again for right there because they don't get free advertising from us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll never get advertising on this podcast, free or paid. <laughs> this is going to be so many bleeps, Ben. <laughs> back we just took a break it's still too hot in this room yeah but we're gonna try and so we've talked a lot about random shit what has happened yeah remember that there's a meta plot to this game fan yeah it kind of it's pretty good actually yeah it's pretty decent with some major caveats yeah um the thing is it's very easy to get through this game without running into those major caveats. That's true. I did the first time I played. As did I. So, here's the thing. As Shiki is having his ordinary life, a few weird things will happen, mm-hmm. right? He's going to bump into a little black cat in a bunch of different places. Yep. He's going to see a weird blue-haired girl with, like, pointed ears and red eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a in like a black coat all over. She reminds me a lot of talk. the design of the dragons in um, Scribe Princess. Right, right, right. You still haven't shown me that, but I'll, I'll, you'll have to show me after. I've definitely shown you at least once. I don't remember, but you'll have to show me again. We'll have to watch it together at some point. Yeah, sounds good. Just um, the like, yeah, girl, huge ribbon, big back, long hair. She's cute. Yeah. Um, Shiki doesn't know who she is, but he starts seeing around town, starts to recognize her, right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't talk. And also, Shiki starts to see a killer who looks a lot like him, but, uh, he looks like Joker-fied Shiki. Yeah. He's got, like, a real shit-eating grin on his face. He's not wearing glasses. Uh-huh. And he's always like, hey, you wanna fucking kill me? Yeah, come get me, bitch. <laughs> That's pretty much his vibe. Uh-huh. Um, there's also some other stuff that'll happen where Shiki, like, if you try and skip school, Shiki, like, passes through an area behind the school and trips and, like, his glasses fall off and all of a sudden the world starts to rot around him. Yeah. And, like, weird stuff like that happens. And Shiki slowly starts to realize that this is not only a dream, but it's a dream that's starting to fall apart. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a great scene where if you go after the mansion, mm-hmm. or you stay in the mansion, and then you go out for dinner, and you go to the all-you-can-eat barbecue place that is only a thousand yen, ten thousand yen. Yeah. Wait, a thousand? Yeah, thousand yen would be ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh all-you-can-eat barbecue for ten bucks sounds great. Uh but it's in the next town over, and so she takes a train there, and the the background is like black and white. Yeah, it's like static. And then she's thinking about, I think it's the barbecue place. And he's like, 
Aoko and uh, Toko have have awards sitting on there uh-huh. for for eating their like eating competition uh-huh, or for uh-huh. winning their eating competition. Um, and then yeah, and then the world like falls apart around him. I Be- love Dirtbag Aoko. Dirtbag Aoko rules. Dirtbag Aoko. I'm theory. so excited to meet or re meet meet again Aoko and Toko. Uh huh. Get to see more of them. Yes. Um. But yeah, and then and then like, oh, it's the next town over. The dream doesn't extend this far, and the world just starts falling apart. Uh-huh. But also, Shiki sees yeah, someone who looks a lot like him. Uh huh. There. Yeah, it's weird, huh? So, Shiki has a few major clashes with this murderer. Mm-hmm. Right. In one clash, he like, kind of just heads out in the middle of the night. That's another thing. Shiki becomes way more. Cl- uh, like clear during the nighttime, right? Yeah. Or sundowning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts to like remember that this is a dream and it's not real, and like he can think about things that he shouldn't be able to think about. Mm-hmm. And if he thinks a little too hard about it, all of a sudden he gets really drowsy and falls asleep. Mm-hmm. But he can push that off sometimes by going into the city and looking for the murderer. Yep. Which he's heard about. <laughs> he's heard all about this killer yeah if you bring like, this up with cl she'll say like there aren't any murders happening i don't know what you're talking about yeah i think she goes to the cafeteria at some point mm-hmm. if you eat lunch in the cafeteria he sees like oh more murders in the town over uh-huh um i think yeah i think akiha also said that she heard there was murder yeah mm-hmm. I mean, there are a bunch of ways that she can hear about it yeah but cl who is actually patrolling cities is like is like there's no no one's dying yeah I don't know what you're talking about. She's a little offended. She's like, are you calling me bad at my job? Uh, Although she does also say, she doesn't completely shut it down because she says it could just be a regular guy. Yeah. Like, it's not my job to stop regular guys from Uh killing people, which is fascinating. Like, yeah, how do you stop every single regular guy from doing murders, I guess? But, like, also... (laughs) Yeah. What, are you going to just see it happening and look the other way, CL? Maybe. So, um, yeah, there's this great, like, great bit where Shiki, like, meets up with the killer and wrestles him and, like, they fight and it starts to become unclear which one of them is winning. Uh-huh. And, uh, one of them dies and it says that it doesn't really matter because whoever it is is Shiki. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's a good bit. There's another one where, like, he gets into a big fight with him and the, uh, the killer starts, like, skittering around on the ground like a spider. Uh, and then whoops his ass and tears his head off. Arshiki definitely does die in that one. Uh-huh. But again, He's he wakes fine. up fine the next day, you know. He pull it's like described as he pulls Shiki's head off with the neck attached, like he's fucking doing Mortal Kombat finisher. So dumb. Oh, also, uh yeah, he says in that moment that the killer's like attack where he like throws the knife at Shiki and then leaps into the air after it looks like his father huh which is interesting presumably uh the nanaya father yeah kiri yeah. nanaya kiri yeah anyway so those are like the beginning of the the killer you know yeah. you bump into him a few other ways but those are the fights the main fights i think yeah it becomes very clear pretty quickly that this is nanaya shiki yeah that she that Tono Shiki is bumping into. This is Shiki's nightmare. The version of him who did become a killer in all of those bad ends. Uh-huh. A specific one. It's the one that rejected the Tono name. Yeah. Uh, and became Nania. Uh-huh. But he's also a murderer. Yeah. Um, although there's like a whole thing where this murderer version of him 
is his nightmare and only can kill him, I guess. Yeah. Which pisses the the killer off because he can't just go kill other people. Uh-huh. Anyway. Let's talk about Len. Len. Shiki doesn't know who this is. No. I told you the name of this girl. And also, it's pretty easy to piece together because Arkweed talks about her familiar, or the, the dream familiar she's taken care of, named Len. Yes. It took me like two days to be yeah. like, okay, I could have figured this out. Len has two forms. Uh-huh. She's a cat. Yep. And she's a little girl. Yep. Great. Yeah. It's fine. The cat scenes are cute. Shiggy doesn't know that the the girl and the cat are the same, but he's uh-huh. always trying to like coax this like fancy looking cat into like paying <laughs> attention to him and she just doesn't uh-huh. want to. There's a good scene. He like finds it sleeping in his bed once when he's trying to take a nap and so he falls asleep on the floor next to the bed. Uh-huh. He doesn't want to disturb her. <laughs> There's a scene where like he's having lunch in the courtyard and he like throws her little pieces of his sandwich trying to get her attention and he's like mm. she's like turns her nose up and he's like she must be from a high class family <laughs> and like he keeps throwing bits of ham at the the cat who keeps like turning her head away until she like gets dizzy and falls over and then skitters away and then she realizes that he's thrown his entire sandwich away uh-huh. and all he has left is bread one time um, he walks into arcade's apartment and she's just holding a cat that uh-huh. immediately flees uh-huh mm-hmm cute it's cute right Lens uh cute. if she goes out to the park he sees a girl on a bench um he hears a bunch of cats and then sees her on the bench and just like sits near her tries to strike up conversation mm-hmm. he doesn't say anything yeah, yeah yeah um and this is this is actual wait wait, wait. did you say cats there's two scenes the first yeah he heard cats and And then then all he sees is is a girl on a bench yeah yeah, yeah. this is the first time he sees her as a girl i think as a human i think i mean it can be be the you can see her first time you see her her her, yeah 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 he like feels like he recognizes her and starts chatting with her yeah it's cute when a girl doesn't talk yeah she has like uh very simple like two frame nodding and shaking her head Mm -hmm. animations which are really nice Mm mm-hmm um so like yeah he tries to have a conversation with her i don't know if this has to be the same day but it can be the same day where shiki sees a glitch in the world and her again yeah shiki like hanging out in the town and like it starts to snow all of a sudden and every single person around him is gone he's like oh they must have all gone inside right Uh why is it snowing in the middle of summer snow in summer Uh (laughs) he says autumn which also doesn't make sense because this is definitely in summer where this is happening. Yeah. But uh, what a great song, Snow and Summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One yeah. Of the best, one of the best near songs. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he like sees her like fl- there's a CG of her like running somewhere, breathing heavy. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And this is one of the moments where he realizes that Len is holding this world together. Uh huh. Right? That like she's literally running to go address the cause of this like glitch. Uh-huh. And then he'll like snap back to normal, and he's in the middle of the street. He doesn't remember what just happened. Yeah. You know. She's trying her hardest to keep this together. Another time we see Len, uh, in the park. Yeah. Uh, she has cats in her lap this time. Uh-huh. Very cute. Uh, it's a great moment of Shiki putting his foot in his mouth. Uh-huh. Because he's like, oh, that's a cute black cat. No, no, no. He says, oh, look, a black cat. And then he calls the next okay, cat. Okay, sorry. Cute. It's important. He calls a white cat cute. 
uh, sees he, that Len is offended. The, he says the white cat reminds him of a princess. Uh-huh. <laughs> sees that Len is offended and is like, oh, but the, the orange cat is also, like, really, all, all cats are great. And Len is just, like, staring at him being like, yeah, she looks kind of sad. Idiot. <laughs> it, the one cat he didn't specifically compliment in that CG is the black cat. Tragic. Oh, he also says friendly cats are the best. And she's a specifically <laughs> unfriendly cat. Um, uh-huh uh he like talks about the black cat he's been seeing around he's like i haven't even gotten to pet her once yet mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually shiki gets to know len pretty well they've they've spent a lot of time together right mm-hmm. and if you go back to the cultural festival there's one more girl that we missed uh-huh if he's doing the the runaway tea house uh the cake shop he can he's like chatting or he's like standing there waiting for the next challenger to come in because he's a waiter and the the other boys with him are like chattering right uh-huh. and uh he's just kind of like letting it wash over him not noticing that len is behind him digging through the trash for cakes <laughs> it's so funny and like the other boys are like hey what's up with your sister and he's like oh shit when did she get there <laughs> yeah my sister right uh this is me uh, me uh Miyako? Miyako. Miyako. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's my sister, right. The weird little blue-haired elf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a cute scene. Shiki, like, uh, realizes that she really wants cakes and starts, like, stealing cakes from the cafe to feed to her. There's a cute CG of her, like, looking, like, with big eyes at, like, a big pile of cakes. Uh-huh. She's eating. <laughs> she's eating. She's, like, she's eating with, like, relish, implying that she's never had cake before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because she hasn't. She's not human. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a cute scene, but it gets a little spoiled towards the end because of a problem that we're going to have to discuss about Len. Uh-huh. And this is one of the things that made Kagetsu Toya go from, <sighs> I'm not having a fun time, to being like, ah, I am a little bit morally repulsed by this. <laughs> uh, Shiki starts to get a little bit horny about uh how small and cute len is part of yeah there there is that uh there is also that literally moments before shiki had been like oh yeah i'm her dad yeah like uh-huh. giving her cake isn't she such a cute little girl yep. like oh and then and then yeah and then he's like yeah but also i'm a little horny uh, it's really bad and you know what folks uh, it's going to get a lot worse uh-huh we'll talk about it in a little bit. We'll save we'll save that for later. <laughs> uh-huh. Cause Okay, yeah. We're just gonna say there are two sex scenes involving Len. Uh-huh. One of them is the last scene in the game. Second to last. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But like one of the last scenes in the game. We'll talk about both the scenes together. It's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. Uh w- w- there will be uh chapter markers around it. Feel free to skip it if you don't want to hear about it. We're not gonna cover it in as much detail as normal because it's disgusting anyway yep. moving on other len stuff the, the thing is we can't move on from len though because she is the main character of this game <clears throat> well she's the main heroine of this game yeah well shiki's even less of a character yeah he's involved uh-huh so once you've spent enough time with len there is a new option for what to do at night that involves Shiki in a moment of like perfect clarity, knowing exactly what's going on, wandering out into the city to look for Len. Mm-hmm. He finds her in Mur- Murder Alley. 
Oh, yeah. Love that place. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a really incredible sprite of her looking, like, shocked with, like, big eyes. And she has, like, cat ears in that sprite only. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, what are you up to? And she's, like, panicked. And he's like, don't worry. I'm not going to remember anything tomorrow. Let's just go for a walk. Like, we'll, we'll, let's put down the act for, like, a few minutes and just have a nice moment, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a good line. This girl doesn't talk, but her feelings are easy to see. She's probably really honest. She's the exact opposite of me. That's a good mm. Shiki line. Yeah. I like Shiki. He talks a lot and he doesn't tell anyone how he feels. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, this is the first time that we see Len, like, collapse. Mm-hmm. Uh, something's wrong with her. And then she, like, moves her lips and then vanishes into thin air. And then Shiki falls asleep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a cute scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it marks like a change in the world state, basically. Yeah. A little bit. It doesn't change too much, but certain scenes start to shift as we hit more of these markers. Which is actually a good time to talk about. Like, there are a, several interstitial scenes that mm-hmm. aren't, that do play every time you go through that part of the game that aren't a cause of a choice. Uh, a lot of those change as the world state changes and oftentimes it's like small changes Mm -hmm. like there's a scene of shiki sitting in the park and he suddenly feels really lonely Mm -hmm. and the first time it's like oh it's kind of like um uh it's kind of like i'm observing the world from a hospital room Mm -hmm. uh like heard that yeah, which I was like, oh, right. Like, he did spend a while in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then the next time, it's like, oh, it's almost like I'm watching a festival happen mm-hmm. without me. And it's like, same same thing, but, like, as we'll find out soon, Len watched a lot of festivals happen without her. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, her, her, like, kind of life experience is bleeding into Shiki mm-hmm. and shaping both his emotions like she's the reason that he's feeling lonely there Mm -hmm. but also the like it goes from like him relating that loneliness to his experience to him relating that loneliness to her experience Mm -hmm. which is just an interesting like fun it's good it's a good bit there's some there are some really good parts of the like looping kind of Uh dreamy nature of this that are unfortunately just outweighed outweighed or like uh yeah buried under a lot of not great parts at some point we start getting um an new introduction to each day that is like a story about her yeah mm-hmm. about how she lived alone with this uh with her creator with the man who made her mm-hmm. she's a she's a familiar she's a mage's familiar mm-hmm. and uh he like only talked to her once he only ever touched her once and then she would just, like, watch him, the back of him while he did his research. And then every sunset, he would go and look down in the valley, like, from his porch. And mm-hmm. she would sit under his chair. And that's all she did, ever, mm-hmm. for an unknown amount of time. But implied to be, like, decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's one of those. She is much older than she looks. Mm-hmm. It's, we're going to talk about it. Yep. Because uh, it's going to be bad. But this stuff is good. This stuff is good. I like the somber, like, her and her creator, right? Yeah. I think this is the first time we've seen a mage on screen. Uh, Alco. Alco. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Alko's a weird mage. Alko's a sorcerer. Yeah. But she's a mage nonetheless. Yeah. I guess she does have moments. But, like, this is real mage stuff of, like, oh, yeah, this dude, like, doesn't talk to anyone. Doesn't leave his house. Doesn't leave his house. Don't like, leave him alone. He leaves them alone. He He has one purpose, and it is his research. Yes. And that's it. He talked to, to her literally once uh-huh. and said, don't do anything um, without express permission. Yeah. Like, wait for your master's orders before yeah. doing anything. Yeah. You don't act without your master's orders. Yes. I believe that's, yeah. And, um, yeah, so she's like, the the words that are being spoken about her are talking about how she doesn't know the difference. She doesn't know what emotion is at this point mm-hmm. because everything is always the same. There's no difference. There's no peaks and valleys so she didn't even realize that she was very happy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like nice and sad mm-hmm. now we'll take a break from talking about len stuff because we have to talk about the killer again mm-hmm. again the order of all these things happening is very i didn't do a lot of the lens scenes until very late in the game basically mm-hmm uh, so we're kind of bopping around a lot, but we just got to get through this, folks, because this one's tricky. So here's what happens. At some point, Shiki goes to bed, and then we're in, on the town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we quickly realize that we are not Shiki. This is, we're all of a sudden in the head of the killer of Nania Shiki, right? And he's thinking about how both him and tono shiki get brought back to life every day mm-hmm. and the killer apparently wants to kill tono shiki and become real shiki he wants mm-hmm. the only shiki left to be himself and in order to do that tono shiki has to stop waking up tono shiki apparently usually loses our shiki apparently loses most fights uh-huh but he's fighting with a handicap he doesn't have mystic eyes uh-huh uh so nani Ashiki's like he has an accomplice who's bringing him back to life and she brings me back to life too. But I'll probably win the fight, so why don't I just kill the accomplice? Mm-hmm. So that it'll be the last fight. He wants to kill Len. Mm-hmm. He finds her, and Len can't apparently tell the difference between him and real Shiki. Hmm. She, like, it doesn't react to him at all. She treats him exactly like normal Shiki, and she gets really confused mm-hmm. when he attacks her. Mm-hmm. She does scream, though. And Shiki bolts out of bed. Our Shiki bolts out of bed and goes running to find her. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Shiki has his memories of everything going on. Uh, he knows that Nania Shiki is going to kill uh, the girl, Len. He finds him on the streets. She's not resisting. She's about to be killed. Uh, but Shiki chases him, uh, Nania off and then scoops her up and makes a run for it. Mm-hmm. She teleports them to Murder Alley to give them some more distance. And Shiki is trying to piece together what's actually happening in this world and starts questioning her. Oh, right, right, right. Actually, he's like, he tells her to hide with Arkweed or Akiha because the killer, despite the fact he's an excellent killer, he probably can't take either of them, which uh-huh. is very funny. <laughs> How could you fight Akiha, honestly? Yeah. Or Arkweed. Or Arkweed. No, uh, the thing is, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, Akiha's way too strong for a guy with a knife to fight normally. And But the thing about Arkweed is, like, probably an army couldn't stop <laughs> <Yeah>. her. 
Yeah, so she's fret- Len is fretting about him, and he like pats her on the head a couple times. Mm-hmm. And there's like a cute CG of him like patting her on the head, and her just like looking up at him with like the biggest eyes in the world. Uh huh. Um, and starts she starts crying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he leaves to go confront the killer. The killer explains himself to Shiki. He's Shiki's nightmare. Blah blah blah. He's go- he wants to replace him. He Shiki's been dreaming for long enough that um. The this nightmare has developed like an independent personality. Mm-hmm. We've got we got a thing at some point in the game that implies that Shiki's been through thousands of days. Oh, did in this we? dream, yeah, it's like huh. a one-off sentence. He's like, I've already done this thousands of times. Mm. Uh, and the killer Nani Shiki claims that this dream is dying, and the only way a dream can die is if the person who is dreaming it dies. Mm. So. To- real life Tonoshiki is dying mm-hmm. is what he's claiming yikes yikes not good I mean I wouldn't mind if this Shiki died if Nania Shiki or oh you mean Kagetsu Toya Shiki yeah just in general yeah they clash uh, and things are different this time because Shiki's glasses gets knocked off in the fight mm-hmm. now remember Shiki doesn't know why his glasses should come off and also when he takes his glasses off he can see death, and this world is dying, so he sees the world's rot- rotting away. This is mm-hmm. what the end of the world that is talked about a lot in yeah. uh, the the main game is. He's seeing, like, there's this weird, like, red lichen texture that pops yeah, up. Yeah, It's, yeah. like, cool looking. Uh-huh. Uh, and Shiki sees something approaching, and he gets really freaked out. And now Nania Shiki turns around and is like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't see shit. And it's because Nani Ashiki doesn't have mystic eyes. Mm-hmm. I guess they can't be copied mm. by Lan. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some guy that we've never seen before in Tsukihime uh, grabs Nani Ashiki and twists his head off perfectly cleanly. Yeah. That just holds on to it for a while. Uh-huh. We have no idea who this guy is, uh, except for me and Fendu, because we've played the type Lumina. Yeah. We'll... we'll but yeah, Shiki freaks the fuck out. We'll hold off on revealing his identity until the game does. Uh-huh. Which it does relatively soon. He is frozen in place. And the killer the the like this new guy, the the new killer, this mm-hmm. monster, starts to approach to crush Shiki with his bare hands. And uh Len jumps in the way and he like grabs her and crushes her, but she turned into a cat just in time to get away. And mm-hmm. he just squished her coat. Uh and then Len manages to get off a like uh reset and everything fades out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shiki thinks, right, that girl really was a cat. <laughs> Which is Uh-huh. A great she thing really to think was. as you fall into unconsciousness. This is when we get another new opening. We get a little more detail on the opening that talks about Len. We got some more backstory about how mages work, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Mages are... This is going to be a thing that comes up a lot going forward. But mages are always working towards some kind of higher form of magic. Mm-hmm. True magic, you might call it. Yeah. They don't at this point, possibly because of the translation. But that's what it is. No mage, quote unquote, has ever reached the level of true magic. Mm-hmm. What it says. But they're always working endlessly towards a goal that they can never achieve. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they pass their knowledge on to the next generation in order to continue that research, right? Mm-hmm. How mages work. Except this guy, Lens yeah. Master, Lens Creator, he doesn't have family. He doesn't have a pupil. He has no one to pass his research on, and he doesn't seem interested in actually reaching a goal. He's just obsessed with the act of research. Mm-hmm. And he's going to die with no one to use his research. Mm-hmm. 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 Right, this is where we get him telling her that she has one purpose. <laughs> uh-huh. A familiar is something that must not act on its own. Yeah. That's the only time he ever spoke to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wasn't a happy person because happy, like emotions aren't needed to do research, right? Mm-hmm. He was just very neutral guy. And then... Oh, right. It's uh, 20 years... After Len was fir- first woke up, right? Mm. They're watching the sunset together on the last day of autumn, like normal. Mm-hmm. She peeks up and she sees his lips moving just a little bit. And she jumps up onto the on, into his lap, onto a book that he's got in his lap. And she's like ready for her orders, finally, 20 years later. <laughs> and what does he do? Uh, he doesn't say anything. He just reaches up and idly pats her head um she was frozen in place because he hasn't touched her and i guess since Since he made her her, yeah and then he's gone yeah it was an ending without meaning since it was a life without any meaning it could not have been otherwise but at the end the mage failed although it was unconsciously he should not have touched her because through that he died as an old man rather than as a mage without knowing the reason she cried it was too much. It was too much for him to have shown such common, such a, yeah, such commoners' emotions. Because of that, he contemplated at the end whether his solitude as a mage was a simple solitude or not. And then the funeral bells start. The bells that we've been hearing this whole mm-hmm. time are the funeral bells for this mage, apparently. Mm-hmm. Which is this is like, oh, this is what mages are. Uh-huh. I think like we get a bit of, but Alco like definitely cares about Shiki. Uh huh. In a way that is like, oh no, there's this is making a distinction between like he had one single emotion in his life, mm-hmm. and that made him no longer a mage. Yeah. Well, it also like kind of spoils the whole thing, right? It's like that's an illusion. He had feelings. He made a cat just to hang out with him. Yeah. And like refused to admit it was for any reason, but at the very end, he like petted her for comfort in his dying moments. And she realizes, oh, he was lying the whole time. He did need me. Like, this was this was all just some elaborate, like, like fantasy to justify his, like, miserable life as someone who thought of themselves as different than a human being and not needing the comforts of humanity. It's really sad. It's good. This is, this is mage shit. Mages are just miserable people. It's a sad story yeah uh-huh yeah and like poor little len who has never had any feelings before or never really understood what feelings are like really just gets it in this moment mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so she just waited i i it seems like the old man was taken away by the people in the village mm-hmm. buried and she just sat in his chair and waited and then one day arkweed showed up and took took her away mm-hmm mm-hmm there is a scene Arc that ex- her new mom. <laughs> There's a scene that explains that a little bit, 
went talking to Arcoid. Yes. Um, she apparently he was a very powerful mage. He was extremely talented. Yeah, particularly when it came to making familiars, I guess. Uh-huh. Or at least Len is like a extremely like powerful, well made familiar. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, he apparently helped Arcoid once, uh, hunting down a true ancestor. Or a dead apostle? A dead apostle, probably. Uh-huh. I don't remember, but... She was hunting down uh, a vampire, and he helped her in exchange for a home for Len. Mm-hmm. She would take care of Len when he died. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he really did care about her. Uh-huh. Um, Arquid says, I think in that scene also, that like she's powerful enough that if she made a contract with any normal mage... She would like overwrite their will with hers. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I don't remember that. I think that there's something like that that is like, oh, you're you're like, you're not only too powerful for like a a kind of weak mage because they like have too much power, mm-hmm. but in a like, oh no, you would do bad things to them. <laughs> uh huh. Fascinating. Not intentionally, just like by her nature. By her nature, yeah. Yeah, this is some of the better stuff in this game, is this stuff about Len, like, discovering what feelings are and things uh-huh. sad. Yeah. That's good. I care about her. Uh-huh. Do you care her? I care her. Once uh, Len gets attached enough to Shiki, if you go hang out with Akira, Len shows up instead of that boy and, like, tries to shove Akira away from Shiki, uh-huh. but her arms are so li- little and weak that she can't actually move even Akira. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's funny uh-huh. why akira specifically uh because like shiki's already dating five girls yeah <laughs> len doesn't want him to date a sixth i guess you know you know what though push her away no akira can't date shiki i'm on that side uh-huh so yeah at some point after shiki started putting things together he can have that conversation with arcoid about what familiars are right mm-hmm. and how they work and uh, she's like, I don't really know that much about familiars. Anyway, here's a big lore dump. <laughs> I'm going to talk for like 20 minutes. A familiar is made out of part of a mage and acts as their representative in the world. Mm-hmm. Mages are often isolated for their whole life. And maybe not as isolated as this guy was, yeah. Lens Master was. But they typically send their familiar out to do their do business for them. Right? Mm-hmm. Chaos um he was someone who seemed like he had a lot of familiars but that's not really how familiars work people can't really keep a connection to that many familiars he was like a special case yeah he was the soil of genesis and all that (laughs) stuff but yeah so familiars can act often if they're done well can act on their own and kind of have their own intelligence Mm -hmm. uh this is like she calls it an algorithm so they're kind of like magical machines almost yeah um magical automata mm-hmm. but len is special mm-hmm. she's uh more of a real like thing more independent than most mm-hmm. len is made out of a cat's corpse <laughs> mm-hmm. and a human soul the yep. soul of someone recently dead yeah uh this is not resurrecting the dead apparently it's using the soul as material to create a new life mm-hmm. there is no afterlife in fate for normal people, I don't think, is there? I don't know. 
But as far as I know, the only way that you can live is on after death is the throne. So soul just getting used as a bad as like material makes sense, I guess. Well, or I don't know that we. Yeah, like I guess the thing is you don't know. Right? Yeah, I don't think that it's ever said that like oh no, there's not like Buddhist resurrection. Uh huh. You can stop re- reincarnation happening re- though. Reincarnation is what I meant, but <laughs> with a certain gun yeah but yeah so familiars are made using human souls as part of material which is i guess why len is a kid no because she's not she doesn't have anything to do with the person who died yeah yeah arkwood says that specifically she says it's not resurrection she doesn't have any qualities of that person it's like Mm. a catalyst for causing a life to be born okay Mm -hmm. len's a kid because of gross horny reasons I thought, I was pretty sure that also at some point, at some point someone says, it might be the CL scene, where you can also, like, go have CL give basically the same information, mm. lore dump. Um, might be the CL scene that says, like, oh, it was, like, a young, like, an eight-year-old girl's soul was used. How would CL know that? I don't know. I remember reading this. Maybe I'm just imagining Arcoid's it. the but... only one who would possibly know that. Yeah. Are, it's very it would be very funny for them to just give completely contradictory explanations of how familiars work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the important thing is Len is a new life mm-hmm. even if she's influenced by her by the soul that was used to make her. Yeah. She doesn't have memories of being another person uh or anything like that and she will never have those memories. I think it's important. Mhm. Familiars can are are bonded to their masters using like blood hair an eye or something else that has lots of magical circuits she says mm, interesting we haven't heard magical circuits yet uh no good pl- interesting place to drop it familiars can use magic because they contain their master's magical circuits but they can't regenerate mana on their own mm-hmm. so they're constantly running out of juice unless they're connected to their master yep mm-hmm the master dies, the familiar dies soon after, after it runs out of juice. Mm-hmm. They can eat food, but it's a minuscule amount of energy and won't keep them running. Mm-hmm. Len's a little different. Arcoid says she has a demonic nature and also causes her calls her a nature spirit hmm. at different points. And says that uh, Len could use her power to interfere with people's dreams to draw mana from them. Mm-hmm. So she could survive as a succubus basically mm-hmm. without having a master interesting mm-hmm. Shiki's like oh okay when you said like that she would die without a master i was pretty worried but i mean she has you so and arcoid showing a callous side that we don't usually see from her is like oh no what no you i don't need a familiar i'm way too strong for that uh she does explain that she can't contract with Len either because Len is the same kind of being as her, a nature spirit. Huh. Another weird thing to say. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was she he was like, a familiar could live a long time with a master like you. And she's like, You, no, what? You. No, she's dying. <laughs> Len is refusing to feed on people, won't do it unless Arcoid tells her to, because she's been told never to act on mm-hmm. her own. Shiki told Arcoid never to have her feet on people. Uh huh. Not to use fami- the familiar for things like that. And uh, she's not getting power from Arcoid, so she's just dying. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
Yep. And yeah, uh, Arkweed's like, the only reason I would use Len now is like if you were dying or something like that. And uh-huh. I needed to keep your mind alive so that your body could be repaired or something like that. Theoretically. Anyway, I'm done talking. And she feels like, one more time? You want to run that past me one more time? <laughs> Can you? No. She refuses to speak until he leaves. <laughs> Very funny. This is, we're getting close to the end game now. Mm-hmm. Thank God. This is the stuff that I actually like about this game, is the thing. Yeah, but also, I've spent so long with Kagetsu Toya. Yeah, well... We're gonna, of, we have a lot more ben, the problem. Part of that was your fault. <laughs> part of that was my fault, but also, fuck off. <laughs> a different day. Uh-huh. Shiki starts to think about uh, the killer. There's some point where you can, like, hear his name. Shiki will yell his name, right? I think it's not mentioned here because he does it in the scene where you unlock a side story. So I didn't include okay, that. Yeah. Uh, his name is Kishima. Mm-hmm. We have heard this name before. Right. Makihisa Maki- contracted or like asked for the help of the Kishima family. Yes. To deal with the Nanaya. Yes. And now we know what that help was. Makihisa didn't kill that family. This guy did. <laughs> what a wild... Like, makes sense. Makihisa was not going to be that strong. Yeah. Even giving into his demonic nature, I don't. It didn't seem like, or his like monster form. You know what I mean? It didn't seem like he was that powerful. I don't know. We never. We, we didn't never really saw it, get an like, idea of how powerful. He uppercase was, Shiki but... murdered him easily. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And uppercase Shiki's not that impressive either. Uh huh. Uh, but yeah, the Kishima family, this guy, uh, was the one who did the murdering. And that's why he's fixed in Shiki's mind as an unassa- unavoidable death. Mm-hmm. It's because Shiki saw his whole family get killed by this guy. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Mm-hmm. So it was Makahisa who gave him the ride to the Nanaya Mansion. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so Yeah. He's so afraid of Kishima that the the nightmare about himself becoming a killer was really, like, slaughtered by Kishima. Uh-huh. It's very funny. If you die in the dream hard enough, you do die in the real life. <laughs> uh, he's hanging out in the courtyard pondering what to do about Kishima. He's like, can I kill him? Can I stop him? It seems like he's rotting the world. He's, like, going around tearing mm. the dream apart and hurting Len. Mm-hmm. So if I can kill him then the dream might last a little longer so I can figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I can't imagine beating him. Okay, wait, I've got one. What if we're about to fight and then an airplane crashes out of the sky, <laughs> hits Kashima, killing him in one hit? <laughs> Victory for Shiki. That's the only one, the idea I have. It's very funny. Mm. Um, Len wanders out of the bushes like a little freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like trying to look calm but freaking out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She knows he's going to try and fight Kishima, mm-hmm. even though he's doomed and going to die, right? Um, This is like real endgame shit. Mm-hmm. So he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to fight him. It's okay. I, I'll, we'll be able to, I'll figure it out. And then she kisses him. This you have to see to finish the game. Yeah. Her kissing him always happens mm-hmm. on the lips. Mm-hmm. Now, when I saw this first time, I was a little like, hmm much worse than i thought it was we'll get to that but basically she's putting him back to sleep so that she can go try and kill kashima even though she is tiny uh-huh. and he is very large big man who's that big man then kashima 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're just going to the end game and then we'll talk about the sex scene. Well, so real quick, there's a um after you've seen this scene, there are a bunch of places where previously if you'd gone, you'd hang out with a black cat or see Len and instead she's gone. Um there's just nothing there. Oof. Uh and and the game does say like hey, maybe you should go to the Nanaya forest. Mhm. Um, yeah, the the Nanya Forest has been an option from the beginning of the game. If you go, it says, why am I here? Also, how did I get here? I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, each of those scenes is really like, oh, it's kind of, like, lonely and empty here. Uh-huh. Of course that cat's uh, not here, because she's off trying to deal with the end of the world. Uh-huh. So, let's go to the Forest of the Nanya, then. Yeah. Uh it starts as an ordinary day. There's like the the morning scene chatting with Akiha and the uh the mansion crew. And then like if you click n- the forest, Shiki just sprints out of the house with a knife as he suddenly remembers that he has to do this. Uh-huh. Uh he's terrified. This is like Shiki is scared a lot mm-hmm. in Tsukihime, but he's not usually this freaked out. Mhm. Uh He's and he's like, I've got I can probably avoid getting killed three times. I think he also injured himself in his fight with Nanaya Shiki, which doesn't seem to have gone away. Um, yeah. And so he's like, I uh, he hurt his my, leg. Yeah. Doing a cool kick or something stupid yeah. like that. Just being a dumbass. Yeah. Um, three hits. He's like, OK, my leg can take three hits and then I'm just going to collapse uh-huh. <laughs> and it's going to be all over. Yeah. Notably, not even hits. He's like, I can dodge three times. If I uh-huh. get hit, I'm dead. <laughs> uh-huh. What does he see when he arrives in the forest? Uh, he sees Kashima, and then we get the saddest CG, which is a, a battered body of a tiny black cat with a trail of blood. Yeah. Sad. It's, it's small and sad. Yeah. She's not even a cat, then. She's a kitten. Kitten. It was real, um, you know, the ending of Paranoia Agent, when uh-huh. she sees her past. Yeah. Real that energy. Uh-huh. Really sad scene. Shiki yells that he's going to kill Kishima, and they start fighting. Kishima's a grappler type, you know? He does throws. hmm <laughs> And melty blood. Um, but he's also got, like, magic coating his limbs, you know what I mean? He, like, takes a big swing at Shiki with one arm, and then Shiki's like, should I go for it? And you gotta pick no. And then he swings with his other arm that he would have <laughs> he would have double <laughs> killed Shiki if he had tried. Um, Shiki like runs away and like hides behind a tree. Is that next? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, in this fight, you have to l- see th- all three chances you're gonna get and deny all three, mm-hmm. and then. Shiki like manages to do to survive a fourth like swing and then a fifth and then kind of is like wait no I'm doing fine actually I haven't even aside from like tweaking my leg I haven't really even gotten hurt why was I so sure I was only gonna last three dodges that's stupid <laughs> and he also notices that that little tiny cat is still breathing mm-hmm. yay uh-huh good good <laughs> well <laughs> No, it's good that she's alive. Yeah, Shiki goes into actual fight mode and starts actually fighting Kishima instead of just cowardly running around him. Kishima starts, like, 
mocking him, talking. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And Shiki takes off his glasses. He sees oh, death lines. He's been fighting without his glasses off, fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the CG of Kashima has death lines on it and a point of death. Uh-huh. The point of death on people is always so funny because it's just like sta- right in the middle of the chest. And it's like, yeah, someone's going to die if you stab him in the heart. <laughs> um, He chops off Kashima's arm and then chops off his head. Uh-huh. And uh, Shiki's all, like, disappointing. <laughs> the thing is, like, he was so scared of Kashima that he seemed unbeatable. But this isn't even really Kashima. This is just some, like, phantom that he dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And the more, the longer he stays in the fight, the more he realizes that it's just a fake. And it's not as impressive and scary as the real one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is terrifying, because this guy almost turned him to, like, mustard, <laughs> like, a couple of times. <laughs> Actually, he, not even, he... Got Shiki a little bit in the stomach. He, like, grazed Shiki's stomach and pulled out most of his stomach. Yeah. That seems bad. <laughs> yeah. So, if the real one's worse than that, oof, yikes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Kishima's dead. Or, ghost Kishima is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shiki is also dying. <laughs> He's been fatally wounded. And he crawls over to... Oh, no, no. He do- He's, like, falling and dying, and the cat manages to get up and trods over to him to start the restart so Shiki doesn't die in real life. hmm Yeah. Yeah. He did it. Shiki faced his demons. Nice. Now he can go home. Yeah, he's or... like, I, I have to visit the cat where she lives in order to go- actually wake up. hmm But next time we start a day, we do get, um him in a hospital yeah we get a flash of shiki apparently having an out-of-body experience watching uh-huh. himself in his hospital bed being mad at himself <laughs> he's like i want to slap that stupid face but if i did that i would get hospitalized for longer for being the kind of person <laughs> who hurts themselves but yeah shiki now sees that uh the accident he was in wasn't so bad apparently yeah. he's got some stitches in his head he's got bandages on his head but he doesn't look that beat up at all yeah uh i guess there's also I didn't have a chance to mention this. If you visit that intersection, if you manage to get back to that intersection, uh, Shiki sees like the car crash about to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, I got hit by a truck. Yep. I got hit by that uh, dump truck or not dump truck, a uh, garbage truck. Yes. Uh oh, I must be dying, you know? And now he's like, oh, I guess that wasn't what happened. What happened then? Well, and if Shiki's fine. Why is the dream still dying? I wonder. It's almost like it's not Shiki's dream. Huh. Hmm. Whose dream could it be, Ben? A horny nine-year-old's. <laughs> I hate this. So, the sex scenes are tied up in the end of the game. Do you want to talk about the sex scenes now and then talk about the end of the game? Or how do you want to do this? Yeah. Let's talk about the sex scenes now. Mm-hmm. One of them has to happen early. Or should we talk about should we talk about the lead up to the choice of the sex scene and then just talk about both sex scenes so that Maybe we can cut clear. Both endings, right? Yeah. Oh. Wait. Because there's the same scene and then it splits between sex scene and not sex scene. Okay. We have yeah. to, we have the, the, the dream from before. I guess, yeah. Okay. So let's talk up to the sex scene, then talk about both sex scenes. Well, talk up to the sex scene, talk through the normal end. Do you really want to end on the sex scenes, though? 
that would be an easier yeah i guess not because we have to do our outro and shit we don't want to encourage people to skip our outros i guess yeah okay so we'll we'll come back to sex let's talk about the ending Shiki has gotten hints throughout the game that the black cat is living in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go and sit in the courtyard, you hang out with black cat. Yeah. So. She's in a bunch of other places, too. Yeah. Uh, but she's living here, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiki wanders out into the courtyard to do some sunbathing and sees the girl in black, mm-hmm. Len. She's okay. Mm-hmm. Sort of. She's dying. Yeah. <laughs> she's lost so much mana, she's, like, barely holding everything together. Mm-hmm. And uh, she looks really upset, like, worried about him. And mm-hmm. he's like, hey, look, I had fun. Like, try not to be so worried. I know you were, you trapped me in this dream without telling me and, like, hid a bunch of stuff from me and uh, it was, like, a real mess. But, you know, you were trying and I really appreciate that about you. Maybe explain it next time, because I'd be okay if you just told me what was going on. Yeah, he, like, talks about what his theory is about what happened, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a little blurry, because she denies the... She says no when he says that. I think the thing is, like, he thought thinks that Arkweed ordered her to go into his dream, and I think that she did it on her own. I, th- I think he, the thing there is, when he has the conversation with her in the alleyway, he says... Did Arkaweed like hit me, uh-huh. or like put me unconscious, and then have you put me like? Here he says that he was in an accident, and Arkaweed ordered her to. Oh, and she still is like non-committal about it. He's, okay. like he says, "I'm not sure I'm right about that." So I think that there's a chance that she acted on her own to do this. I hmm. think that might be what she said. Okay, that would be interesting. Uh huh. I'm not 100 percent certain though. It's a little blurry. Yeah uh let's see he says that he wants to see her again even though he knows that she's dying and then a voice commands him to wake up maybe hers hmm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's like i can't wake up this isn't my dream it's your dream Len. uh-huh well, he doesn't say the name he still doesn't say her name yeah she's been so lonely all this time <laughs> that this dream of like a boring ordinary like cycling life is her dream mm-hmm. filtered through the life that she has seen him lead through art w- while hanging out with Arkweed. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, let's see. There's only one person dying to begin with, and the dream dreamt just before. There is something you've always been wanting to see, something trivial and without consequence, your own precious dream. It's a normal day a lonely kitten saw. Mm-hmm. she's like murmuring my dream over and over again i don't know if she is saying it out loud it's kind of implied that she he shiki might be hearing her in his head yeah at points. or even just like can understand she's moving her lips without saying anything and it's mm-hmm. like okay i understand what she's trying to say mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh she has spent her life just like her masters, just always watching, never doing anything on her own. Mm-hmm. And in her final moments, much like him, she couldn't bear to be alone. And mm-hmm. so she's trapped Shiki with her as she dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to just to have company. Mm-hmm. He gives her a hug. 
and he makes her an offer. He wants her to uh, be a part of his life, and he bites his finger hard enough to draw blood and offers the blood to her. Mm-hmm. Familiars love blood. It's full of magical energy. Full of magical energy. He's, he's like, I'm not very strong. I don't know if I'll be a good master, but at least you can live. Uh-huh. And now we're getting a split. Yeah. We're going to talk about the normal ending, which I think is the good ending, as opposed to the true ending. At the end, so that we're not ending on such a sour note. Uh-huh. But right now, plug your ears, folks, because we're going to talk about some sex crimes. <laughs> so this is the way earlier in the game. Like, you cannot do this dream this late. No. Um, it's time. I think you could replay it, but... No. I still had access to the sex scenes till the very end. What are you talking about? Because I did this scene pretty late. I'm just like, I don't... <gasps> the important thing is, at some point in the game, you can unlock a choice that echoes the mid-root blowjob <laughs> scenes from the first game. It literally, the option is literally another dream? <laughs> uh-huh. And, like, brings up a list of girls that it could be coming into Shiki's room at night. Uh-huh. Uh, all of the girls, Hisui and Kohaku is a new option. <laughs> and that child. Which is a hell of a way to phrase that option. Yep. Yep. Uh, if you pick any of the other girls, any of the non-new options, Shiki's like, ooh, yeah, that's right. That was a weird dream. I'm going to go ahead and not think about that and go to bed. Uh-huh. I'm going to be chased and sleep. And then nothing happens. Uh-huh. Uh, but we're here to talk about what happens if Shiki happens to think about that child that uh-huh. he knows. This sucks. Uh, it's not good. <sighs> yeah. This is this is the worst of the like Shiki character assassination, and it retcons Shiki as someone who's horny for children. Uh huh. It's bad. Um, it's like a whole thing. Like Len comes in and starts like giving him a foot job and like doing that like like gross like oh you're so gross for like l- being turned on by me and my uh-huh. stockinged feet. You know what I mean? It's feet, and also she looks like a nine-year-old. Um, <laughs> which is much worse than feet. I'll take a foot <laughs> over this any day. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Shiki's, like, frozen in place while Len, like, uh, essentially masturbates using him. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is weird. Yeah, there is a... There's a, yeah, I think the only thing here is, like, again, I think you get access to these way earlier uh-huh. if you do the right stuff. Um, and, in fact, yeah, it's, like, after she disappears to to go fight Kishima, mm-hmm. you can't see her anymore mm-hmm. in this dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it is, like, a ways earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's a moment where Shiki's, like, Oh, this isn't my dream. Uh-huh. This is her dream. Yeah, she doesn't seem to be aware that sh- this is real, that Shiki's consciousness is in this body. It seems yeah. like this is just something that she's doing uh-huh. in her free time. Yeah, it's a weird vibe. Um, uh-huh. Akiha's young enough, more than young enough, you know what I mean? We don't uh-huh. need this. Do you have anything else to say about this? 
somehow less gross than the second sex scene, although that's a real low bar. It's a really low bar. So, what makes the second sex scene worse than the first sex scene? Um, first off, it does have very early on cheeky thinking. Let me find the actual line, because it's bad. Um, <laughs> I can't look at my notes. <laughs> let's see. Uh, if you find yourself writing a line like... Before my eyes is a nude body that is so young as to make this immoral. Maybe consider your life choices. Okay, so what happens in the the quote-unquote true ending is that Len turns down the finger, the blood, right? Uh And Shiki realizes that she wants the only thing stronger in magical energy than blood in the Nazi-verse of this era, come. (sighs) I hate this. Yep vitality uh the vibes of shiki like taking this girl by the hand and leading her her through the mansion to his bedroom is rancid Rancid. the worst shit this i can't think of kagetsu toya shiki as being the same guy as shiki from tsukihime because if i do uh my head explodes (laughs) and i just can't enjoy tsukihime the same way Uh uh-huh yeah yeah, so what makes this sex scene even worse than the first sex scene is, like, the first sex scene is doing that, like, kind of, it's like a, like, trope of anime stuff that involves characters who look younger than they are, mm-hmm. is, like, the, oh, she's horny, she's she's making fun of you for being horny and, like, bullying you and pushing you around and, like, oh, I look so young, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh this one's worse because she's acting like a nine-year-old and Shiki keeps talking about how she's like a child. So that's the thing for me is uh-huh. the first sex scene is like, yes, she looks like a nine-year-old. I think Shiki probably mentions it maybe once. It's not... It's not harped on it's not, the same way. Yeah. Like, the writing here is like, remember, she looks really young. Isn't it sexy that she's so young? Uh-huh. I just want to make sure that you remember that she's young. Uh-huh. Please, please remember that she's young. She's very passive and hesitant at the, yeah. at the whole thing. And, like, he's taking the lead. And, like, the other one is a gross fantasy for another reason. And it's like, oh, sometimes children are really horny and will, like, be down to do sex things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas this one is like, this is... This is worse, though, because it's like, oh, Shiki, who's been possessioned as a protector and father, like, parental, not not even parental, like, a a big brother figure to her. Big brother slash, there is a definitely mention of him being like, oh, yeah, like, fatherly. Uh, And yet, this is happening, and it's really gross. Uh And, like... It's like, we know better, but this feels like a scene where Shiki's like oh, ha, 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 I'm getting away with something. And she doesn't know what's actually happening. Yeah, it's gross. What even to say about this? Um. <laughs> I can't get over the part where he implies his dick is half the length of her body. <laughs> um. Jeez. There's so many CGs for it also, is the thing. Yeah. There's a lot there are so CGs. many CGs. And Len is crying in 90% of them. Uh-huh yikes yikes um yeah this is like my my 
general opinion on uh, stuff that is I that I personally consider morally re- reprehensible is that it's worth talking about. It's if it's in a work, it's worth like discussing and analyzing, right? Mm-hmm. This is about where I draw my line, right? Mm-hmm. This is. Uh, we will talk about why we're not pro- covering Prisma Ilya more in depth when we get to the character who is Ilya, <laughs> Ilya uh, in Stay Night. But um, this is why we're not covering Prisma Ilya. Like, this mm-hmm. is worse because it's like, ex- is it worse? This is explicit. I guess we can't. Yes. It's probably uh, worse than Prisma Ilya. I yes, can't say and also for she sure. Technically is not underage. Whereas yeah. Prisma Ilya, the characters are explicitly underage characters who are constantly sexualized uh-huh. in very weird and uncomfortable ways yeah crossing a line even that um anime like flirts with all the time mm-hmm. it's like being horny for underage looking characters is a very common issue in anime right mm-hmm. and fate does it all the time but prismalia and this prismalia especially crosses the line for me this is like really like we're still talking about this game but wow is this a disappointing surprise mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I think the difference for me is this is two scenes in a game with like 300 stuff, scenes yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. And Prismilia is like, oh yeah, just a reminder that we haven't had our like enough sexualizing of these characters for this chapter yet. Gotta get that in. <sighs> so yeah, um, that's our thoughts on the Len sex scenes. I like Len a lot. Didn't yeah. like this. Uh-huh. It's so evident that a lot of work went into these CGs, too. Yep. There's some of the, like, best drawn, like, sex things, <laughs> sex CGs that have happened. Uh-huh. And it sucks. Part of that is probably also just, like, Takeuchi having practice. But, oh. Yeah. yeah, I don't like it. I nope. just don't like it. No. Nope. So, um, the, also, the implication of him taking her on as a familiar through this is like, oh, yeah, they're just going to have sex all the time behind everyone's back. Yeah. Is that the... I hadn't considered that yeah. possibility. Oh, no. That's definitely the vibe I was getting. <sighs> anyway. Now we're done with that. We can put a chapter marker there, and you can skip it if you want, but if you want to hear me get mad, <laughs> you can listen to it. Let's cut back to Shiki with his bloody finger and talk about the ending of the game that didn't make me mad. Cut back to Shiki offering to make her his familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised that Shiki has enough magical energy for that, honestly. That was my thing at this he point. He needs an like, enormous amount of magical energy to run those mag- those mystic eyes. Is that the thing? Yeah. Like, he's not from a mage family? No. He's just like a he he's a freak of nature. Is have, he is. Yeah. I guess it's like his eyes make it weird, but like he shouldn't have magical circuits aside from his eyes, which I guess might be enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I think having the mystic eyes changed his body pretty yeah. significantly. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's also got a connection to Akiha. I don't know. Yeah. She's got magic circuits coming out the hair. <laughs> hmm? I'm just laughing at one of my notes. Um, no sex for tiny kitten demons, even if they are older than Shiki. <laughs> <laughs> she drink. She licks the blood off his fingers, mm-hmm. and then gives him a little smile and a curtsy, and then disappears. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's normal. That's great. Oh, before she gets away, he asks her her name because he wants to hear it from her, and she says Len, mm-hmm. and sticks her tongue out at her at him. 
And, uh, yeah. yeah. In order to actually wake up, we need to return to the beginning and see what happened for real that day. Yeah. OP. The opening okay. of the game. Yep. The option has turned gold. It's kind of like a rusty yellow. yellow. Uh, yeah. But I think it's supposed to be gold. Uh-huh. Um, we get that scene again. Cheeky is excited about summer, lazy about summer. He's at the intersection. He sees that truck coming. He gets the urge to jump in front of the truck. Arcoid calls out to him from behind. And we get a choice. Turn to Arcoid or run in front of the truck. Run in front of the truck, Ben. Yeah, if you turn, it just go, turns into the opening of the game yep. again. Mm-hmm. But here is why Shiki wanted to jump in front of a truck. Why? Because there was a little black kitten in front of there. There was a little black kitten staring at the truck, uh, terrified and frozen in place. Uh-huh. Maybe not even terrified, just surprised. Uh-huh. Shiki leaps in front of the truck, scoops the kitten up in his arms, and like kicks off, ramming his head directly into the sidewalk. <sighs> but saving the cat's life and not getting hit by a speeding uh, garbage yeah. truck. Yeah. Which is why he was in the hospital. And that's why his head hurts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Arkawi never hit him. That was just a dream. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he got some stitches and was trapped in a dream mm-hmm. for way longer than he should have been. Yeah. Uh, four days. Not that four long. Days. Yeah. But uh, enough for, like, thousands of days to pass in his head, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. That's well that's the ending. Yeah. EP. Yeah, yeah, the that that's how the OP ends. And now we have a third option after a day. EP. Mm-hmm. End. What? What's the P? I have no idea. OP. Shiki wakes up. Shiki wakes up. But in a hospital room. Yeah. Not in his bedroom. It's hot. Also. It's hot. Uh, he is in the real world again. Although, honestly, after an experience like that, I'd have a real hard time uh, feeling like I'm actually in the real world for a while, I think. Uh-huh. Arcoid comes in and is like, oh, hey, Shiki, you're up. <laughs> like, like <laughs> nothing's wrong. Oh, uh, Arcoid's great. She's happy to see him. He's, uh, she explains how long he's been out, and she's like, yeah, little sister threw a fit when she heard. Still incredibly Still funny so that funny. she calls Akiha little sister. Apparently, Ark got a cab to bring him to the hospital or something like uh-huh. that. Uh, and then Akiha, like, sensed that something was wrong and came running after him. She implies in Kagetsu Toya that she can sense what he's up to still. Oh, does she? Yeah, at least once. But uh-huh. um, no one told her. She just showed up at the hospital. Uh-huh. So she she has some kind of sense with Shiki. And or has, like, Kahaku and Hisui on surveillance duty uh-huh Kalaku has like cameras planted around town too uh-huh he's like can you get me some water i'm pretty thirsty and arc's like oh yeah i'm gonna go tell everyone you're up and everyone kind of just comes in mm-hmm. uh one by one and has a little like you know wrap up bit cl scolds him for being careless and is like I- don't worry i already talked to the teacher you're going to have ex- extensive like summer classes now uh, to make up for missing the final not just you're not just retaking the final you got a lot of classes ahead of you don't worry about it i did this <laughs> i made the sacrifice for you uh-huh. uh akiha comes in and like is in a is in a grumpy mood but happy to see him and mm-hmm. she's like i guess i'll do the release paperwork since we have so many useless guests not doing anything 
Uh, and he's like, yeah, we got to get back to the mansion because I got to dry the blankets. And she's like, what the? F- I'm going to go do some paperwork. <laughs> um, uh, Kohaku appears and is like, happy to see him. And is like, oh, can I do anything? He's like, I want some food. I want meat. And she's like, well, you're getting out of the hospital, so you're getting something lighter than that. And what does he ask for then? <laughs> he says he wants her to make him a plum juice sandwich. And she looks, like, baffled for a moment, and then she's like, of course. That sounds like fun. Uh-huh. Uh, he sweets here. Uh, Kohaku replies with a smile that could explode at any moment. Okay. Then she leaves. Then she- now he sweets here. Listen, I didn't get a lot of Kohaku content in this game. <laughs> Um, he's, he's still wearing her maid outfit because goddammit they couldn't afford a different sprite for her. She should just be wearing her casual outfit, which is Arcoid's outfit. Uh-huh. Um, um, yeah, she's like... She's excited to go to the temple. Yeah, there's a summer festival at the temple. Yeah. Um, she and Kohaku have never been before and oh. she wanted to go with him. Mm-hmm. Um, she was worried he wasn't going to wake up in time. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hisui, although she doesn't laugh often, radiates when she does. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. She sure does. Uh, Arcoid comes back with some kind of powerful juice, <laughs> I guess. Arcoid comes back with a pink can of Monster. <laughs> uh, and she's like, I'm tired. I'm going to go home and like sleep. And he's like, Arcoid, you got to get used to being out in the summer sun because I want to drag you all over the place all summer. And she's like, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, were you worried about me? And she's like, of course I was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's gone, and he looks up at the black cat s- sitting by the window that no one noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, oh, you should you should go back to the mansion, too. I bet she'll like that spot under the chair uh, in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Of course she likes to sleep under chairs. That's mm-hmm. cute. Uh, she, like huffs at him and like tries to ignore him and then just bops the window open with her foot and jumps out uh-huh. she's just as usual uh-huh. very aloof friendly cats are not the best mm-hmm. uh, he stretches and uh, gets up and that's the end of the summer festival yeah well no well so to speak they called this the the, the summer festival there is also a summer festival. There is a summer festival thing. Too. We get to go to the summer festival. Oh, that's good. That's the end of Twilight Grass Moon Fairy Tale Princess. Yeah. There's some other stuff to cover. Is there? Well, not now. Oh, next episode. I've cut like 15k words of notes uh-huh. from my notes. There's a lot more stuff in this game. I don't think any of it's worth covering. Yeah. Aside from the the some of the stuff that leads up to short stories, which we'll cover yeah. when we're doing the short stories. Yeah. There's the 10 Nights of Dream short stories. There's 10 of them. Uh-huh. And what else is there? There's a summer festival, which is purely based on what it looks like, because we haven't unlocked it yet, because Ben yeah. didn't let me do any of the 10 Nights of Dream. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's um, various summer festivals and dreaming drinking mood i think the various summer festivals is like hey would you like to go to the summer festival with he sweet yeah. would you like to go with arcweed or uh-huh. cl or and presumably they unlock through playing the short stories because uh we again we don't have them yet and yeah. the guide doesn't tell me how to unlock them so i'm hoping that that's that and then yeah one final thing called drink dreaming drinking moon i hope that's the party that everyone goes to 
Oh, that'd be incredible. That'd be great. I'm pretty sure in the scene where they're talking about the possibility of inviting everyone to a party, Shiki makes a meta comment saying that would have been nice. Uh-huh. Um, but it would be great if that actually happens. Uh-huh. Okay. That's it for this episode. Yeah. Um, I, th- there's more Kagetsu we're, Toya to come. I don't... We're going to finish it next episode probably okay well here's the thing we don't know how long these short stories are going to take to cover yeah uh so do at least the first five on the list if you're playing along i don't think anyone's playing along don't bother playing along unless i would say really are dedicated to all of them i think we're gonna get through the 10 short stories we'll see i'm pretty sure that they're very short we'll see um that would be nice. I would say, like... It would be nice, and also, I've spent a month on this game, and I would love to get more than a month of podcast out of it. I don't think we're going to get more than a month out of it. What if we just did an hour-long podcast and got two months? <laughs> uh, yeah. So one episode a week. One story time, episode. <laughs> next time, I'd assume that we're going to finish Kigetsu Toya. Uh-huh. Uh, and then after that, Melty Blood, which I'm very excited for. I'm less excited after Kagetsu Toya, but, uh... I know that there are, like, characters who people actually like from Melty Blood. People like Len, too. I like Len. I like Len. She's in Carnival Phantasm. She's a cat girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. Too many cat girls. There's a... Tsukihime is very cat girl heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do we have anything else to say? um then where can people find you on the internet well we're part of the abnormal mapping network uh ben uh... <laughs> <laughs> just died i saw it oh god uh you can find well yeah right listen to other podcasts on the abnormal mapping network including but not limited to novel not new which is very good and abnormal mapping and great gundam project what i've if started listen to our podcast started though? listening or we started watching Gundam and I've started listening to Great Gundam Project and it's a joy. Uh-huh. Uh, bunch of good podcasts on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me at... Oh, fuck. Did you mention that uh, Novel Nut... Or not Novel Nut New. Uh, Scanline Media's Oops All Anime is doing the Tsukihime Oh, anime. right. Just the first couple episodes of it, I think. But uh-huh. like... Woof. <laughs> Ooh. look that up if you want a good time i'm sure yeah it's not out yet but I'm, fa- I'm gonna i'm so excited to listen to what they have to say we can't do it until um, we watch the anime yeah fen where can we find see. you on the internet though well you can find us at moonarchive.art that's not what i'm asking i'm asking where you are uh wait you said moonarchive.art yeah that's our that's our our url oh did you buy a url yeah dot art that's so fun yeah um fennec.moe is my twitter we'll have to start putting that in that vanity url in uh, our episode description then Uh does it just lead to the abnormal mapping page yeah that's good yeah um fennec.moe fennec.moe is my or at fennec underscore fox or if you just type in to any browser fennec.moe that should get you there Mm -hmm. Um, to your twitter to my twitter uh, Where can people find you, Ben? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ben Ends. You can find my not safe for work writing at Doom Gender. It's a lot better than this. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, do we have anything else to say before we leave? 
one day let's meet in the digital sea. Ben, what is recording podcast? Um, I don't need, I do need, um, oh yeah, we need the, uh, intro. Yep. I sure do need that. Um, cause we haven't recorded in forever. I apparently haven't edited the edited this since um since episode 17 that makes sense we're on episode 20 now damn oh god what are the content warnings sex scenes with underage characters i feel like we need to communicate how bad it has gotten (laughs) like um sex scenes with extremely under with characters presented as extremely underage I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is for that. Yeah. Sexual assault? No. No sexual assault. No. I mean, like, it's technically child sexual assault. Well, it's not even, because she's not actually a child. And it's consensual. Well, law still says that's assault. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. think of any off the top of my head nothing besides like how all of the traumatized most traumatized characters are treated as like jokes yeah but that's not really the same thing i don't feel like close dive into any of those characters even though it would be better incest 
Akiha's horny. Yeah, Ooh, there, are, there are horny jokes about uh, him and Akiha. Are there? He walks in on her changing. Oh right, he's like horny for a couple times. She's only, uh, yeah, it's not as bad, but misogyny. Yeah, never got away from it. Yeah, death, suicide. No, he's trying to kill himself. I guess. Uh, he's trying to kill the version of himself that. Yeah. It's really not presented as, as suicidal at no. all. Oh, uh, he does jump in front of a truck at the beginning. We He's don't know trying why. To... We don't okay. know why. Yeah. Let's just leave it in just in case. I don't know. I just, yeah. You're like, we have to like reduce some of the karmic debt of the part where I said there's someone younger than 12 who has a sex scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just really don't think it fits. This is my... We can take it out. Yeah. You wanna? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll trust your judgment on that one. Um. Oh, involuntary drugging. Again, these are mostly jokes, right? Yeah. But they're still there. They're uh -huh. tasteless jokes. Yep. I think I'll expl I'll talk about it in the intro. Uh, do we want to write down the like pre-talk stuff that we want to cover? Um, I mean, I'm doing, yeah, I'm writing down the intro bit, um, which is, I don't know what I'm going to say about this game. What do we want? Um, what's the, what's the thing that we played called? Oh, um, Twilight Grass Moon, I think. I somehow don't have it written down anywhere. That's fine. Just get you toy real quick. Hmm? Uh, Twilight Grass Moon Fairy Tale Princess. Really? Yeah, that's the name of the Twilight Grass Moon, comma, Fairy Tale Princess. Um, how do you spell fairy tale? F A I R Y T A L E. So, are we going to save our Prisma Ilia talk until later, or do we want to do that today, this episode? stay night or do we want to talk about it now because or do we want to talk about it when we talk about i think we need to be able to talk about Ilya. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i would prefer to delay it until stay night i don't think that th there's not prisma Ilya before then so mm -hmm. i guess the only reason we would want to bring it up now is because we've mentioned a few times on the podcast that we're not doing it and people are curious enough to at least read us Given our, the size of our audience, a very sizable chunk of our audience was confused. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure, we can. We could bring it up during... Um, we could bring it up briefly during Prisma Day. Yeah. Prisma Ilya feels a lot more like this than it doesn't feel like this, and that's why we're uncomfortable with yeah. it. Now, it's been a while since we recorded anything. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to have a Yuri tea time. Absolutely. But we shouldn't do it for an hour. So we should pick a couple of things to cover, is what I was trying to get at. Okay. Because uh, I've read a metric shit ton of Yuri and other stuff since then. Okay. Um, you pick one, then I'll pick one, then you pick one, then I'll pick one. Uh, I mean, like, basically all I've read is Straight Girl Trap. Oh right, straight girl trap and um, 
Okay, yeah. Um, what is the um, English? Because there is an official localization of this one. Of what? Um, Transparent light blue. Oh, what's that? That's the. Um, Iwami Kyoko. Kyo. Iwami Kyoko. Have I read anything else? It's been like it's a, been a month and a half. Well, no, it's been like a month since we recorded. Mm -hmm. Have you read anything else? I need to go check on that pie. Oh, you have something in the oven. We have to talk, Ben. Yeah. We have to talk about um. Uh. How good blue reflections gotten? Yeah, blue reflection ray. Okay, okay. I think those five is probably pretty good. Okay, I might turn my gain up a tiny bit. <coughs> I might turn both of our gain up a tiny bit. <coughs> Hi, I'm Ben Enns, and I'm very sexy and sexual. <laughs> Ben, incredibly sexy ends. Uh -huh. That's your middle name. That's the middle name. Technically, whatever you say between Ben and ends is my middle name. It's a, a double-edged sword. What? I don't understand. It's a canvas you can paint on, Ben. Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome, gays and gamers, to this episode of Fate Moon Archive. All right, did you start recording? Yeah. Or you just saying? I started recording right before I said that. Oh, wow, incredible. You're really good at this, man, at this whole hosting business. And shout outs to anyone who stayed with us through this one. <laughs> We're sorry. I'm gonna try a new thing, which is putting clips and like stuff I have to cut at the end of the episode. Uh -huh. So this all's gonna go after the podcast. Good night. And good luck. Have a good one, everyone. Ben is just staring at me, wondering what the heck I'm doing. Talking to myself apparently. <laughs> <laughs>